Daniel is almost 30 minutes late today. No, yeah. no, yes, I am on yes, time. Yes. And you know what? You know, he disappeared. He was 30 minutes late. He left his phone in another room. So when I'm like, where are you? He can't see it. He's he's dead to the world. Right. Me and John were sat here. We're about to call the police, Daniel. Look, I want to point several things out. One, it's 11 a.m. on a Sunday. Who the fuck schedules a podcast for? I haven't even had my first shot of heroin yet. This is a sorry. Sorry, time. why are you talking about like fine. we have not? Why, why are you talking like fine. they have Monday to Friday job? Like like a Sunday is a special day for us. Because it is a special day. I went to the shops. I go to the shops on a Sunday, and you know what happened? The shops were they shut. They weren't open the because changed. it's a Sunday. The Sunday trading legislation. It's the one day you shouldn't go to the shops. No, you get in early, and you could meet all the lovely old people. But fucking the shop, clocks changed, so the shops were closed. So it's not my day off by an hour. So I was only 25 minutes late. But I wasn't late because John's original setup for this was how about around 11 okay, on a Sunday? Two, two and I things. turned up at about 23, I'm not, I'm 24 minutes past. Like, okay, I was originally thinking, I, would, I was originally thinking, when you say about something, I think that gives you 10 minutes of leeway. But I actually disagree with myself in retrospect because I think. It's about rounding up or rounding down to the nearest quarter. So I think actually you've got seven minutes and 29 seconds. Or if you say 11-ish, you've got to be there no later than 11 minutes, seven, no, 11 hours, seven minutes and 29 seconds. All right, yeah, seven twenty-nine after 11. Hours. After that, you're around quarter past. I'm, I'm, I was on your side, John, but honestly, yeah, 11 I, I, think you just, I think you just had everyone, everyone's like, yeah, 12, that's around 11. <laughs> oh, just as a point, by the way, the clocks went back. I don't know back. what that means. So Daniel should have been an hour early. I have ADHD. I don't understand time at the best of times. On Sunday, it changes or the clocks oh, change. This is the oh. most ADHD-friendly day of the year. No, it's Wait, not. Oh, my God. No, it's You're actually still fine. Oh, my God. No, it's not. Oh, my God. It throws you, man. It means literally, even if you're an hour late, <laughs> no. you're actually okay. You know, the, that's the, not how ADHD works. Like, time <laughs> has just gifted you an extra hour to do whatever you want. Yeah, it's not. You really. can just, like, get distracted and do that's something not. else that you're not supposed to be doing for an hour and you're yeah. still on time no, best ADHD, ADHD day no, happy ADHD day everybody all how it works it's <laughs> thrown me I don't like time and then the time changes also you didn't put it in your calendar which wouldn't help either I didn't put my calendar because John is awful at keeping the schedules and times and stuff sorry and it's going to I, I have, I have on occasion been a bit late but never more late than my just definition of lateness is I think did you both turn up at exactly 11? I turned up at exactly 11. I, I think you said 11. I think I was, what was I, about like three, four minutes past? Maybe four yeah, minutes well, past? Well, that's basically was No, I was within seven and a half minutes, was I not, Matt? Yeah, no, you were. John was here at 11-ish. I was here at 11-ish. I was here at 11 on the dot. I will agree, you were there at 11-ish, but I was there at around 11, which is what we were aiming oh, for. Oh, okay, hang on. That's... That um, you know um, what I I will give you I think around you're allowed to be within the semicircle. There we go, and time. I was. No, 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 you're not. I was. No, you're not within the within the semicircle would mean between quarter to eleven and quarter past eleven. I think around is in the same semicircle of time. And rounding as the time up with you your set. seven and a half you minute roll. You showed up around eleven thirty. No, I showed up around. But 11. you didn't show up about eleven thirty. Actually, maybe you did show up about eleven thirty. Can't remember what time you showed up now. Twenty-two. Twenty-two minutes past. It wasn't. Sorry, no. no it was that's, not 22. About <laughs> that's about that's quarter. That's about quarter to twelve. That's about quarter to twelve and around half eleven. Past. 
Like, I, was I want a- you to know, I've been thinking about this for a very long time. Because yeah. I want you to know <laughs> that approximately two decades ago, however long it's been, when me and Claire started dating, our first date, she said she was going to show up around a certain time. And she was so late, I thought I'd been stood up. And to this day, I almost went home thinking I'd been stood up by Claire. And to this day, she argues she showed up about the right time and it was close enough. And I think that was that was far too late for showing up to a first date. So we've been having this argument uh-huh. for what the fourth time. Th- what was the huh? time difference? We need to know I the can't remember. I, it's what too long ago now. It's it lost for this time. And obviously, this, this predate. Well, this predates email and mobile phones. So ah, we can't so John, the record you were saying, John. John. You were saying it was pre the date when you turned up. Therefore, Claire was right. Look, I just, look, we agreed we were going to show up at um, six shillings and happeny, and she showed up at two guineas. Okay? Whoa. Whoa. And I think that's too late. Whoa. Why are you using money as a token? Like, I understand the adequateness that you're, tr- joke you're trying to go for, but that is the one. So, did you. Were you because like, was there's no antiquated a... time I could insert there into is. that joke. You could have used that weird decimal time that the French used for like three years during the revolution. That's that's true, but I don't know if about that to, to specify what that is. Stupid smarch time. Were you <laughs> waiting underneath the big clock at Waterloo with a red carnation in your top pocket? <laughs> No, actually, it was um, it was Covent Garden. It was the Covent Garden Christmas market because we got together around Christmas time. Oh, wholesome nurse. That's not well, wholesome. That's desperation, John. John, that's Sorry, desperation. Looking up something for Christmas. Got, I got a lot of pictures of when you, when you and Rebecca started dating Daniel. Don't fucking tell me about. And when did I get together, with Rebecca? Uh, yeah, only fucking November, which is Halloween, mate. <laughs> no, that's true. Oh, it's yeah. around now. It's wow. around Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> right. I'll tell you what, though, John. If you agree with me, that eleven. Well, I don't think we. I think that. I think no, that's no, listen, a big. Listen, listen. That's a big if. If Daniel. you agree with me that eleven is around, you know, eleven twenty-five, say, is around about eleven. I agree that is both about eleven thirty and around eleven thirty, but I think it is neither about or around eleven. Well, I would Agreed. then argue that you have around a million subscribers. Yeah, I'd argue that as well. No, I think that's I think that's bullshit. <laughs> oh, that's is. complete nonsense. Oh, I think I have around and about half a million subscribers. That's fine. I think I think if I went around saying, "Oh, I've got around a million subscribers," there's oh, that exact number. I'd be fucking embarrassed to be caught well, out in that lie. If you're saying you got around half a million, that's ignoring yeah. like I assume you know the forty-nine remaining thousand. If we do hours in each day, I think what you're doing there is basically agreeing with me. If you take the hours of each day and spread no, it across a million subscribers... No, you're not. You've literally just demonstrated to me with a parallel example that I agree with my original position and disagree with yours. No, no, no. What level of bullshit argumentation ta- is this? If we're you're taking, just proved no, 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 right. If, if we're taking the <laughs> clock face to be 2.4 million subscribers for the 24 hours that are in a day, which is quite about what I've got, around about what I've got, so it's fine to do that, then you're about half past five. But you're saying you're actually at five. Therefore, I'm right. What? <laughs> if an hour right, is a gaming million news. subscribers... <laughs> in gaming hour, news! If an hour is a million subscribers, right? 
simple logic, an hour is a million subscribers, then you're at 549. An hour is a million subscribers. Yes. To get up to mix, I'm at 2.4, which is 24 hour clock. It fits beautifully here. Uh, so you're no, I'll be honest. When, no, Daniel, when this podcast goes out, it's probably going to be 2.3. <laughs> I'm oh, going to be honest. I think just, you're, you're, yeah, your clock's Matt, not Matt, in the best shape, Daniel. Matt, that's about 2.4. I think you need to take that clock into yeah. the shop, mate. <laughs> it's, it seems to be losing time. Well, here's, I mean, a well, no, here's an argument. Because when we're, talk, when we're saying about, it does depend on to what degree you're talking. If, you're saying, if you say, for example, about 2.5, that is within a range of a very specific range of 2.5. If you say oh, about 2. About, I'm fucking with. But around 11 a.m., Okay, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. If there's a shooting, are we we in agreement that about (laughs) needs to be closer than around? Yes. They're a they mean the same thing. No, they're not. No, 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 hit me out here. In that spectrum, if we're saying about is the most close to and around is wider, where does it ish fit into that? If I told you about 11, around 11, then 11-ish, which is the closest and which is the second closest? Ish is closest... Ish is and, closest, yeah. I'd agree and then really? about. I would have said about was closer than ish, but around, I would have put ish in the middle, like about ish around. No, if someone Most says I'm going to turn up yours at eleven ish, you got a five minute window. <laughs> and I'll yeah, be. Yeah, you say eleven ish. It is. It is eleven. No, right, right. A tiny bit if of leeway. If you, if there was some sort of shooting near you, but you weren't like super close to it, but you could hear it, you would tell people that you were around the location where the shooting happened. Okay, yeah. physical physical and time are different. Uh, what fucking physics is about to jump in this conversation and go, well, actually... Uh, here, we go, here we go. But uh, I'm not going to bring that up yet because we're stuck on what the word around means and I think advanced No, we all agree on what the word around means. We're disagreeing yeah. on the interpretation of how broad well, the Well, actually, do is. we agree on what the word around means? Oh, my God. No. <laughs> I hate this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, right? The nice thing about this podcast is you can still slag off Disney and we're not going to leave you. I know. Well, I mean, we're gonna, I'm going to still slag off Disney. I'm just going to do it under the different title with Mike. <laughs> John, my, well. podcast, my podcast got killed. Disney, Disney are going to be distributing Doctor Who and Mike Bithell's making a game with Disney and he doesn't want to... Smartly doesn't want to potentially endanger his future professional career just to talk shit about Doctor Who. What a bastard! I mean, How it was, dare he? Yeah, no, I mean, we came to that decision, Mike. Together, mm. um, he's not a bastard, but he is around being a bastard. Like it's quite. A- <laughs> I think he's bastardish. Oh, you think he's that close to being a bastard? Oh, okay. No, I think I think Ish is the mid-tier one. I still think about is closer than Ish. I mean, I well, can't maybe- even Google this. <laughs> Which is closer to 11, about-ish or around? Around. This has got to be a oh, thing. Oh, using about, around, and ish, learning English. Oh, here we go. Oh, here, here we, we go. go. Yeah, about, around, about, around, and ish, learn English. What's the answer? So, uh, blah, blah. Um... So I should point out this page has officially got a vote of... 2.3 out of 5, suggesting it is, this is a contentious issue. No, uh, yeah, it is, it looked, it's about 2, but it's 2.3. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, That's 2-ish. However, ish is the most casual slash informal. Ooh, I mean, that's true because it's not a word. Yeah, yeah. but like, the, it says they all show that you're unsure and giving a rough guess estimate. Yeah, but we need a ranking system. 
Okay. About Russia okay, quickly, is, to WikiDifference. WikiDifference. Wiki uh, yeah, to WikiDiff. That thing? Yeah, it compares two words, even if they've got not much in common. Oh. Yeah, it's not. It's just giving me the definitions, which isn't very helpful. No, not in the slightest. <laughs> <laughs> what we need is some clickbait YouTuber to do, like, a tier ranking thing. Hey, you if know, you like do it a, 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 tier make, a tier maker ranking thing. Sure, do you want to put up Worms Up Again in the background and have about-ish and around and see who wins? <laughs> I mean, Look, actually, you can you can mock all you want, but until you are in possession of a machine that correctly predicts everything that's ever been put to it, you can shut up. Can we just all say, right? by the way, that this is my machine the, has been right in we, every way so far. We've had three podcasts in a row. We've had a different prime minister. <laughs> it's true. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> all right. Ugh. And the fun thing is, because, of course, some people are going to hear this, like, you know, get the early access version next week, and some people are going to have to wait two weeks after. You don't know which Prime Minister <laughs> we're talking about. The people yeah. who get it early... Actually, has there been a point... Matt, quick, check the calendar. Has there been a point where the people who have got it early access and the people who get it on the public release have had a different Prime Minister? I mean... Oh, that's a good question. Wait, That probably, that. probably has check, happened. Check wiki diff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she. Why did Boris resign? Fuck it. Oh God. When, I don't even know Quickly, who the check, PM is. Check WikiDiff between Boris Johnson and <laughs> Theresa May. Did you know the amount of people getting diagnosed with dementia is going up because the doctor's like, okay, and who's the prime minister? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> it could be fucking anyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's Boris, isn't it? Is Boris back? I can't remember. I mean, no, he's they, not because my worm simulation said he wasn't coming back, so he dropped out straight afterwards. Part of the argument by Liz Trust was that their manifesto promises were around what Boris promised. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm glad the country is now in Look, the same Look, I've, I've got a mandate ish. Does oh, Claire know? <laughs> we're, about, we're about legitimate. Did you show up for your mandate with a, a red little uh, flower in your top pocket underneath the Waterloo Bridge? <laughs> Look, I, ca I can't remember, but at the time I was about Matt's age, so I was probably about a Matt's little twat so, dressed up like a child. I don't so know. So how how long ago was that? You said twenty uh, years ago. So about I was estimating. Matt's age. I lose track of time. Well, now we brought estimation into it. Fuck. <laughs> I will say, right? When yeah, it was. I should have, you know, roughly. When I have conversations, oh god, don't throw roughly. Right. I, many times, because there's about, about four and a half, five year age gap between us. And mm -hmm. a lot of times I'll say about our age, referring to all of us. We love. Kind of, which is broadly referring to sort of like mid-adulthood, right? Mm -hmm. um, around your thing. Mid-adulthood. I like, I think technically I'm probably, I'm not at mid-adulthood yet by the modern definition. You okay, do well, embryos. Fine. Okay, fine. Whatever. Well, you Point said around 30. You're using the word around there. Well, oh. yes. Christ, I wish it was around 30. 30. Life was easier when I was around 30. My hip didn't hurt as much. Oh, <laughs> and my shoulder, John. If I got a fucked up shoulder from all the signing prints, I fucked it. All right, it's almost like you're signing them on a fucking... Oh, that's, 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 a, that's a proper a fucking humble brag. Oh, my, my, my wrist hurts for all the autographs I have to sign on a daily basis. Oh. <laughs> 25th of October. Right, so hang on. So... Admittedly, if we'd have recorded this on time, we would have had a, we would have still had list choice. <laughs> yes. Um, actually, if this podcast had went out 
on the intended date, which would have been the 24th. Actually, that would have went out on the day Rishi's tuna took office. Which... I'm very sorry. That's my fault. Yes. I got a dog, and dogs oh, turn out fair. to be a lot of work. What's your dog called? My dog's called Ted's. Good name for a dog. Well, his full name's Teddy Chooseveld. Yeah. Yes, that's a terrible name for a dog. <laughs> I'm doing a tweet. A good name for a dog, I like it. Also, Ted Wood. Round-ish about. Right, I've we tweeted it. Tweet. Yeah, but you can't do it. You don't you have to do You can't do a ranked poll in Twitter. All right, it's one of the things you're not allowed to do. Daniel doesn't Actually, even have you know access to Twitter. I don't know what he's doing. Elon, <laughs> if you're listening to this, Elon, we need ranked polls. No, Hang on, wait. Not... Okay, so wait, wait, wait. The first responses are in. The first response is... Oh, that's a racial slur. What the fuck's happening? Oh, that's a racial slur. Oh, that's a racial slur. That's a racial slur. That's a sexual oh, yeah, and did, racial did you, slur. Did, did you hear that, that's uh, that the use of the M word went up by 500% <laughs> on that's, Twitter? That's, after that's why I was segueing into it because I want to yeah. stop this fucking internal discussion that has no answers making me want to pull my own fucking hair out of my ass. <laughs> You wanted to start. You were like, before the podcast. You're like, we should talk about this on the podcast. Oh, this will be fun. You know, if you, ever, if you ever just want to, like, you know, stop a conversation, Dad, you could just talk about gaming news because I'm always ready to jump I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, though. If I, said 11, uh, if I said around 11 and one of you cunts turned up at, like, quarter past, I'd be fucking livid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you would. <laughs> I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm going to start recording. Show. Look, I'm going to be there with it. Well, actually, one time you did. One time I was late. You just fucking started without me. Both of you were late, actually. I started without both of you. Yeah. Highest rated one, just saying. Was it? I don't know. I made it up. I just assumed you'd let it go. Fun fact, by the way, I looked at the the analytics for the podcasts. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The, the most popular episodes of this series have been ones that have been ones which in the title, John is being slagged off. Oh, cool. <laughs> No. But is it specifically call, in the sense of John? The implication call, is John has to try and explain a scientific principle. Let's yeah. call this one John's <laughs> dick pics. John's secret affair. Ooh, John's secret affair. Yeah, that's what the title of this episode is. John's secret affair. John admits to cheating. What? That's had nothing to do with anything. I don't give a shit. People are going to listen to it. <laughs> Let's clickbait this bitch. I'm, veto I'm vetoing this. John's I mean, divorce. I mean, well, John, actually, as you've illustrated many a time, you get quite annoyed at me putting the title of the episode in the video because then you can't change it. You just put the title That's of the episode. That's why we do that, episode. John. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to call it John Hates Black People. And no one can do it. No, anything. no, because that's popular now. Oh, thanks to uh, Twitter. You, you won't, people, you just go anywhere to get that kind of content. No. <laughs> What, like, what oh, how about, how about, how about John fucked a moose? No, we don't do swearing like that on my channel, thank you. We're classy over at I my I really enjoy it, I like the that the swearing was the issue there, not the implication <laughs> of fucking the animal. I or like reading the dessert. comments. I love reading the comments. So, Glover's being re-released on modern platforms. Oh my God. Who <laughs> remembers Glover? You probably did when you were fucking that moose. It's a condom <laughs> joke. Hey! <laughs> I, just have, I love how bit like various people I've seen multiple like generally I, I don't actually care about the re-release of Glover what I find really hilarious is whenever people have been talking about how Glover's been brought back and like been remastered for modern systems like all the coverage is like classic platformer Glover's like you have no idea what Glover is Glover was an absolute mid-tier N64 platformer that didn't sell well at the time and no one gives a shit about and the only reason you're calling it classic is because you Mr. Journalist are an embryo who wasn't around during the N64 
Four era, so has no fucking clue that Glover was a mid-tier platformer that no one cares about. Yeah, I anyway, mean, I've started with John hating black people. Um, so I know <laughs> I, I have seen some takes from journalists where I'm like, I hate that I know I'm older than you. It's there's been some shit where I'm like, oh yeah, there's you read something Wait, and they, they I do just, not follow. Hang on. Sometimes games journalists put shit and they're just wrong because they're like they'll Google like the Persona Four is coming out on shit and they're like, oh Persona Four. Which originally came out on the PlayStation Vita, and I'm like, it's no, a PS2 game. It's a PS2 game. You spam. You know what's annoying, right? I I feel like I've finally reached that age now, where there's a lot of people younger than me in those positions. Finally, yeah. Well, but it's also, help. but there's also that whole thing. You know what? You know when you're a teenager, right? And it no. was like you've got the whole world no, ahead. I've, I've forgotten. No, but no you know one, there's this whole I've thing forgotten. of like there's there's no huge expectations on you because you're a teenager. Right? There was loads on me. I was gifted. But, I think you've also got to remember, my teenage years might have been very different because that was pre-widespread internet adoption. My point is, you know, there's this attitude of sort of like, you have time to do stuff later in life because you're still in school. Mm-hmm. Now, oh, you see, I, I bet some people listening to what I just said, it's like, oh, that sounds nice. Yeah, fuck it. I grew up without fucking social media. I had no fucking social media as the, all that fucking bullshit when I was growing same. up. It just came in while I was a student. Yeah, it came same. in the last year of me. It came and in the I last year of me being in school. Because I thought it were bollocks. I, I, I didn't even have internet. When I was at university, I didn't have an internet connection because I didn't. I was like, oh, what's the fucking point of this? I mean, I grew up with an internet connection, but it's because my dad's a telecoms engineer, so it's a bit cheap. <laughs> of course you were, you mm. fucking spam! How is that Wait. being a spam? He used to climb up radio masts! Yeah. That's pretty badass. Yeah. yeah. Now the radio masts just, they, you just do cranes and shit, innit? You don't have to climb is, up is them anymore. How, wait, is that, the, is, it, is that how the internet still works? Oh, radio masts? Yeah, John, fuck yeah. it. Oh my god, John, no. Well, well, it was the original one. internet on radio mass. Well, I said telecoms. I didn't say internet. We just said you got the internet early because your dad worked in the thing and he went up radio. So I put the two things together and well, assumed, therefore, that no, what he did one day while he was up a tower, category. he just like slightly turned the tower a few degrees so you got extra internet in your house through so the radio mass. Telecoms is a broad category that includes the internet and radio. Yes, but I kind of assumed maybe the original internet was working on like you know a shared internet. signal, you like they're on the same, works. like they're on the same bandwidth. Like if you tuned you... your radio to the same FM, John, that's you got teletext. The internet. You're referring, you're talking about teletext. Where was teletext in radio waves? Well, but no. it's been FM, it, well, well, not radio waves, but it, it was... was sent through the static of the TV. I thought it was like, do you remember the Sega Channel, John? Yeah, you're saying that you can't send internet through radio signals, but actually, antennas used to pick up you can't send internet through radio signals. So they don't. Wait, how did that? Wait, how did that even work? I have no idea how How did CFAX work when it was getting through antenna? If the scenario was the antenna was receiving data, but they can't broadcast data back. So how did it? How did it send? How did you change pages? I'm going to say this right. Listen, this is amazing. Do you remember the Sega Channel? was a, uh, a a service for the, the Sega Mega Drive. You plugged a, a console in, and it would download games through the TV onto the cartridge for you to play. And you, it was a subscription service. I don't remember this, because I had a Super NES in that generation. Oh, God. It was, it was, it, I never managed to get it. But the way it downloaded it was that it would decode the static that was sent 
And it would it would take this. This sounds like a Doctor Who it. plot. Like, oh, we found a secret signal embedded in the static. It really was though. It was literally you could download. So I mean, it would, it would save to the round. In fact, I'm pretty sure that was the plot of the Stolen Earth in Doctor Who. It was the plot of the Idiot's Lantern, wasn't it? Because that was oh, that was just a TV that had people. Um, that was just yeah, t- TV just, just TV ate people's people. faces. But no, you could download games through TV static, and it would download them into the RAM though. So when you reset it, it would get rid of it. You couldn't save anything, but it was the Sega, so you couldn't really save anything anyway. Um, but that was that was magical, and because of it, Sega invested a lot of money in cables and shit, and making like DSL lines and stuff better, and broadband kind of came about because of it. And Sega Channel is directly responsible for like fast broadband we have now, which is a really oh, weird. A, okay, that's a bit of a contrive. <laughs> that's that's a bit. I don't of know a if you can say the phrase the it, Sega this, Channel. This, is was, this was the generation broadband. when. This was the generation when multiple video games people were fucking around with trying to figure out how online worked. Like the N64 had the sixty, the hilarious M64 double D, um, nice. which was, which originally was popular in Japan partly because you could do you could do betting on horses through your N64. There was there was horse stuff on it, which is apparently very popular in Japan, and and oh. that was. Never, never made it out of Japan. The sixty-four DD. I'm just going to no. quote from a book here. <clears throat> Is it your book, Buddy Chance? Yes. Sega. T- <laughs> <laughs> Do you own any other books, Buddy Chance? <laughs> no, but I wrote. I wrote. About, I wrote about this literally in the in the, uh, fucking video games available now. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Due to the way Sega Channel was broadcast, any sort of noise or interference would break up the download and cause errors. Sega combated this by working with cable companies directly to clean up and improve their cable signal quality, leading to huge improvements in cable infrastructure, and basically Sega Channel helped to usher in the era of cable internet that we all know and complain about today. You you can't cite yourself as a source to prove what you just said. What I think actually actually happened there was Sega (laughs) called up a cable company and said, hey, how are you getting on with that cleaning up the... The cable thing, the signal that we talked about. And they just put the phone on hold for a second. It's like, what? It's fucking the the the, the it's saga again or whatever. What should we do? just tell them you've done it? Yeah, we've done it. We've cleaned up the signal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really clean now. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that's that's got really. Yeah, I don't know why saga keep calling us. I don't fucking know. That doesn't sound like a thing they would do. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Internet companies are I feel like cable companies didn't just for free make their quality much better because Sega asked them politely to. I feel it like that wasn't been, a it, thing it that happened. It may have been a small contributing factor. Yeah. But, you know. <laughs> it's a bit of a... Well, look, I trust in your words, Daniel, but equally, you, you, you like to over-exaggerate. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I'm reading it now. You can't, you, you can't cite yourself. <laughs> I'm not. I'm reading another thing. Oh, here we go. He's reading about it. IGN well, writer Adam Redsell noted how the Sega channel caused many cable companies to clean their broadcast signals and its role in the development of high-speed internet. Staying okay, by any chance was this broad- article written after your book and you just read your book? <laughs> and now you've just spread this lie. The very fact you're enjoying broadband internet right now could Give us the dates of your book and this article. Uh, this article was from 2013. I'm pretty sure this is the source I used for my book. <laughs> oh my god. That's a keyword role. The role it played. Yeah, I didn't say it was like entirely responsible, but yes, I'm saying you that did. Yeah, it's, it's just it's I just about it's, it's about it's, it's responsible-ish. It's in the <laughs> DNA, it's like the great it's, it's around responsible. Yeah, but in the same way, if you didn't have your great great grandfather, you wouldn't have you. 
I feel like that's more of a direct correlation there. You're a direct correlation to being a prick. <laughs> wow, here we go. <laughs> Bringing out the big guns. He I wanted threatened. to say good night. Okay, let's, can we just start making up facts and putting them out there and pretending they're real and then yes, claiming we do them all along? Yes, the job. All right, so fuck it. Here's, here's a fact that, I've, that I definitely didn't just make up. So as you know, they've just fucking recast the cast Geralt in the Witcher series. And also simultaneously, they're remaking The Witcher 1. So um, world-breaking exclusive uh, breaking news here. Uh, when they remake The Witcher 1, uh, it's going to look like Liam Hemsworth. That's that's who Garrett. It's, he's going to look like Liam Hemsworth now. That's a true that's, that's the model they're using. They've, they've actually got Liam Hemsworth in the. They've got him in like the mocap studio right now. They've like covered his face in ping pong balls, like really tiny ones, like thousands of them, to make sure it really looks like Liam Hemsworth. Imagine that's, that's, yeah, imagine that's running a, a TV show and accidentally hiring the wrong Hemsworth. Yeah, that's got to suck, doesn't it? I mean, it could be worse. It could have hired. I think. I think the bottom tier one is Luke Hemsworth. There's, a, there's another one. Yeah, yeah there's, a lot of there's them. another one. There's a weird. I amount. think he was. I think he was in Neighbours, and that was it. Oh, like Kylie. There's like yeah. There's there's S tier Hemsworth, which is uh, that's that's Chris. Then Liam's the mid tier one, and Luke's the bottom tier one. I'm reading um, some shit about Sega Channel now. Oh, You're very determined. Daniel is very determined to be right about this. I fact checked. My book was fucking difficult to write. I believe you that it had it played a role, but I think you're overstressing the importance of that role. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, not fact, sa- I'm saying it helped massively. I'm not gonna overstress. I'm overstressing to the point of it really fucking helped clean up the fucking bullshit. Oh no! I mean, oh, wait, hang on. You just said, wait, Lee, who did you say? John, Luke, according to Luke. I think Luke, I think Luke's the, the lesser known. Hemsworth. He's in Westworld, apparently. He was in Westworld. Yeah, well, no wonder it got cancelled. He's a bit yeah. of a robotic actor then. <laughs> Is that the one with robots? I tried. I remember saying this. Yeah, it's the one with robots. Nailed it. Played, Am I being he, really unfair to Luke Hemsworth? Is he actually, is he actually doing he just fine? He apparently, okay, apparently, we haven't seen it yet, but in Thor Love and Thunder, he plays a Thor actor. Like another person. You know how they had a person playing Thor in like another Thor film? I think that was Liam Hemsworth. I think they've had both the Hemsworth brothers in yeah. play in, in the <laughs> Thor films. Yeah, that's cute. I thought it was Matt Damon. Oh, oh, does look, actually, this oh, guy, look, actually, Luke Hemsworth well. looks quite a lot like Matt Damon, to be honest. They had Matt Damon as well. Or did Matt Damon play Loki? <laughs> I, really Loki, I'm I really sure feel now. like, yeah, definitely Luke Hemsworth should be the stunt double for Matt Damon if he's like struggling for work. The Sega mm-hmm. Channel service was provided to the public by Time Warner Cable and TCI, which was later acquired by AT&T during its cable acquisition spree that formed AT&T Broadband. Just saying, just look at all that history, look at all the ways it's connected. I'm ask a question. So we're yeah. referring just to the States here, right? No, this was in this country as well. You, you just said AT&T. Yeah, in America, I'm just saying America. I'm just saying it had a load of fucking fingers and loads of Yeah, but AT&T lies. is notoriously terrible to this day. Yes. So maybe using that as the example of, wow, they helped. It's not the yeah. best one you could have seen. So what I'm saying is that the Sega channel <laughs> was massively influential in keeping it shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> Wonderful. What a conclusion. We all learned something today, everyone. Curse you, Sega, for ruining our signal quality. I could be playing Marvel Snap right now and I'm suddenly talking to you, cunts. You should be happy I'm here. <laughs> oh, my God. You arranged it. Uh. Oh, oh. I know what literally one thing about Marvel, Marvel Snap, which is, is that the game where you have to kill Uncle Ben to get Spider-Man? No, I haven't found an Uncle Ben card. It's really Maybe good. there is. 
It's a really good game. It's like it's legitimately. Really I hate how good the monetization is for free I to play games. The season pass as well. Can, the main one or the little one. The main one. Oh, well done. I'm on got... uh, seventy of the season pass. I'm currently on. Where am I? I'm on fifty-seven. My. I I, I can't get into, into my card collection games. level. I, I is can't get into collecting card games. It's not a collecty card game though. It's done very cleverly. So all the usual bullshit of upgrading and all that stuff is only ever visual. So if you upgrade a card once, it the, the character bursts out from the frame. Like the, the art just gets a bit bigger. Second time, it gets like a really cool 3D effect. Third time, the the, line, the, 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 the logo goes shiny. Next no, time, third time the, the animated. Oh, animated, sorry. Then it's the shiny logo. Then it's the shiny frame. And then it just, you could get a different version of it with a holographic back. And all the upgrades are just purely visual. And there's a little... There's a, a collector's... Uh, the, as you progress through the game, you've got this, like, sort of one single timeline where they'll be adding new cards to sort of the end of it or whatever. And the cards are divided into different pools. So currently there's three pools of card. If you're in pool one, you will only be battling people who have the cards in pool one. So if you shoot money well. into it to upgrade cards to go up through there... You're only going to end up battling people who have the same cards as you. So there's no it's, it's, pay to win. It's fucking beautifully designed. Buy card, you can't buy cards you don't have. Like, you can buy variations which just look different. But that's you can buy variations can buy. of cards you do have, not ones you don't have. Yeah. So, what, is there just a lot of grinding for cards? No, then? God, not at all. You don't grind for cards. As I say, the level is your collector's level, and that's just based on... The cards you own, and if you upgraded them, I want you to know I'm I'm grimacing at the microphone right now because I do not believe for one fucking second that a Marvel Disney thing is going to be as wholesome and consumer friendly as your we, thing I without was, some I way for them to fucking surprised. drain the blood out of it's you. It's why well, I was so surprised. I'm gonna say this: it's designed by the guy who, or like the team who did Hearthstone, as a. No, it's basically if you want to throw money at this game. I mean, there's the season pass and all that sort of stuff. But you know, um, actually, some, something I find interesting about it is you. The microtransaction currently is gold, right? Gold. And with gold, you can you can buy the card variations, which I haven't bought any of them. Don't, yeah, I don't. Do but that. or you can exchange the gold for credits, and the credits are do one that, of the currencies you use to upgrade your cards. Yeah. But there's a limit on how many credits you can buy per day. Just yeah. total, like you, if 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 I. They've got the, you know, the, the best value 90 quid fucking 8,000 gold that you can buy. Okay, my, my alarm, my bullshit what? alarm is going off hard oh, inside John, my own John. head right now. Multiple currencies, well. best value gems. No, but this is why I find it. But it's the weird thing, John. That gold, if you Have buy you that gold. Have you been replaced by a robot? What? This doesn't sound like no, a thing you should be no, defending. This is my thing. That's, this is what's confusing about that, though. Because those 8,000 gold, you can't spend all of them. If you buy that, you can buy 500 credits for 400 gold, but you're going to do that twice a day. So you can only spend like a thousand gold in a day anyway. And also, so, I mean, th the price is, is ludicrous. Like 700 gold is 899. Oh, right. it's, it's ridiculous. And expensive. a variant, if you want to buy one, is 700 gold. Some are 1,200. Also, the variants like, are ugly, mostly. Yeah. Do you want to spend nine pounds on one of the literal thousands of variants, which is the exact same card, you could just get a different look to it? Or do well, some poor fucker who's got that. addiction problems is going to. Hello, I have addiction problems. I don't want them all. It's not a game to collect them all from. It's a game where... And, and the thing is, if you collect them all, you're going to zhuzh up all of the... Through all this, like, the main leveling system. So I'm level 382 at the moment. 
Um, Paul, two, I mean Paul two. Ooh, Paul just behind two you. Oh, you little shit. Three hundred sixty-eight. Okay, but what? Uh, what's your current season ranking? Oh Jesus 56. fucking Christ! Oh, I'm only fifty-two. I've got a new deck and I've been fucking around with it and I lost a lot. Oh, I'm going. Oh wait, wait, wait! Hang on. Wait. Oh, that, that's the wait. That's the that's the thingy. What was it? What was it again? Sorry. Which? What was what? What, what was your season rank? Not. My season pass is 69. No, but what was your nice. other ranking? The, the, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm 52. extremely sorry about this. I, oh, yeah, I don't know 33. what the fuck's happened. Oh, okay. I do, Disney has infested this John? podcast. I'm so sorry. No, Genuinely. right. Here's the thing. Yeah, when you got this collection level, so you, when you visually upgrade your cards, you then progress through the game. So if you pay loads of money to visually upgrade your cards, you will progress through the game no, faster. No, but there's a point here as well, though, because... There's two things you need to upgrade the cards. You need the credits, but you also need the like... recruited to a fucking pyramid scheme no, here. What no, the no, fuck no, no, is listen, happening? Listen, John, it Everything... doesn't matter about your thing, Matt. I know that thing kind of kind of does matter, but you could sort of bypass it because you just play the cards and the you get the points for the cards happening? you play. Help! But if 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 you pay Help. loads of money Call the to unlock all the cards, them. Dan and Matt need help. We need to get them out no, no, of no. here. John, please, we need to say to shut fucking up, you fucking twat. This is the important <laughs> bit. If you pay money to get all of the cards, you're then going to battle with people who have all of the cards. You you basically can only battle people who are at your collection level. So I'm in pool two. I can only battle people who are halfway through pool two. You are aware this is just how most online multiplayer games have been no! since online what? started, where you both buy the game for a certain amount of money and thus you're on an even playing field. No, right? Go what back to happens fucking... in mobile phone games is you pay loads of money into it to upgrade your cards. Even shit like the fucking... Because I play loads of these games because I love making notes on how they're shit. Well, yes, if you compare this game to a shit mobile game, it's going to look good. But this if you compare it is to... is a mobile actual... game. That's the thing. That's where I'm like, no, I want more of this. Genuine, I want John, this shit mobile game to be the standard. Good. Why the are you being so impressed by the fact that you've both paid the same money and we thus are on a level money. playing field in multiplayer when this we is just the absolute money. bare minimum you should John, expect? What do you mean we haven't paid? Wait, it's not about money. We haven't paid any money. What's, well, I have. I bought the season pass. We, so yeah, we you both bought the season pass, but that was cut. just... Yeah, that was just because we liked See the game. Yes, you were saying about the pool. So if you've both paid the same money, you are equal. No, you are, how, you are no, fairly matched, which it. is just how it should fucking be. But yeah. well, my point is, though, John, the reason I like the game so much, and I think it's very clever, is unlike a lot of card games where you have like a deck of 50 cards or 60 cards or something, the deck in this game is what, like 18? 12. It's 12. 12. 12. 12 cards. Your deck it's is just 12. 12 cards. Just 12 cards, and yeah. All the cards do quite a lot. So it's a really it simple game. Such a tightly designed game it is fucking ridiculous. It's really simple, but on, but all the cards do is probably. It's really clever, John. Genuinely, I because Daniel's playing it and going, "Oh, I'm playing Marvel Snap," and I I went, "Ugh," because I did yeah. the same thing as you. Because it's frankly the UI is ugly and it has the fucking standard mobile game shop fucking store, and I went, "Ugh." And Daniel's playing it and I'm watching. I'm going, "Oh, actually, that seems quite interesting." And I got it, and it's actually a very good game with an incredibly, incredibly fair. And frankly, surprisingly um, understated Michael Jackson system. Yeah, I mean, I, for I now. Not touched. Well, yeah, for like, now. Let's just say for now. You know what? You're right. While you were speaking, I just downloaded the game. And actually, Kevin Feige is a very sexy human being. <laughs> I would really let him do things to me. John, whatever just, he wanted. Also, I've decided game. to extend my subscription to Disney+. Plus. And go for the new <laughs> premium tier subscription. Only fifty nine ninety nine per year. John, Sign up now. John, we, this John, one of the things we started this John, podcast is Dan just had his other podcast cancelled because he won't stop slagging off Disney. I mean, John, John, I, I apologise for liking something. 
Yeah, you damn right you should. <laughs> Sorry, How I've... dare you fucking like something popular, you whore? Sorry, I like something. Call of Duty Mobile. I'm really sorry if I was well. briefly a grumpy old man who just disliked something because it was a popular thing tied to a major corporation. That was wrong of me. I like to change my mind about things. Have we both learned an important moral lesson? No. no. I've learned you're a prick. I didn't need learning that. <laughs> no, we already knew that. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Well, fair enough. I'm not like I personally. I'm much happier. I just discovered vampire survivors. Oh, it's a We're fucking a paid- banging game. Where I paid three pounds, I never have to do pay anything again. I've got the full game. Yeah, but it's we not a life service done. game that's constantly, you know, adding stuff. With uh... it is constantly adding stuff. It literally just adds a whole bunch of stuff. I know, but not in a way that a live service game does. That it's supposed to be a continuous, like the promise of that. You can pay into it, and it carries on, like a, a Fortnite or something, where people are paying loads of money towards it. But it is basically a subscription to lots of things. Oh my goodness, I've just been bought a chicken burger and a pork pie. You Brawless. fucking sexy Brawless. bitch. Are they Brawless? That's the Are important you question. Are you I've got Brawless. No. Oh. Every time, Rebecca, we've spoken about this. You need to do the ninja thing. <laughs> Brawless not asked for sandwich. Fucking, that's the... That's what the ninja, ninja says. Thing. the key to life. Well, l- lower herself from the ceiling and insert the pork pie into his mouth oh. before he realises what's happening. <laughs> I've done that. It's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, it sounds a bit... Uh, it sounds a bit... Oh, vampire! Oh, it's that game, Vampire Survivors. Mm-hmm. That one that was a yeah, weird thumbnail. Yeah, like I, I've watched the trend for it. I thought, oh, that looks like just oh, like shit. What the hell? It looks absolutely not my thing. It's like three pounds. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It's great well, fun. Honestly, it's in content. It's in sort of like the top. Even for a drink. Okay, thank you. Thank you. It's in oh, contention no. for game of the year for me. I think it. Yeah, it's it's it's. Well, when it all clicks, the first time it clicks, and you have a ridiculous murder machine who can't possibly die. In a screen full of enemies, it's marvelous. Okay, so and then just, you do get killed. Lately, there's been a lot of, you know, there's been a lot of, especially you die, you're saying, oh, Game of the Year contender, which I'm assuming your Game of the Year is Elden Ring, you're regarding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes, obviously. <laughs> That's Game of Forever. That's yeah, but then you've got uh, Solar Empire, uh, what, uh, Divinity, what was it? Sins of the Solar Empire 2. Yeah. Wait, that, that came one. out this year? Came out no. Day? No, that's, that's not what the title of the video is. Matt, have you been paying attention? I did upload it. Hang on. <laughs> What's the uh, video called? It's called. Here we go. Ah, Game of the Year 2023. Ah, here. because it's only out in early access right now. Ah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Got you, baby. My Game yeah. of the Year so far is Persona 5 on Switch. <laughs> oh, wow. Have you not played Elden Ring? I went I we've like, been you know this. I didn't like it. I know we've been through this. No, uh, Perso- I, I'm, got, I'm playing through Persona 4 at the moment. Persona 4 is a great little game. It's one of Rebecca's favourites. And it's always when we play it. And on the Steam Deck. It, the Steam Deck is basically the Vita 2. And I love it. I adore that. No, sorry. It's the Vita fucking squared if you're talking about pure mass. If we're talking about pure mass, it's the Vita fucking cubed. It's the... Bit, it's, a, it's the... <laughs> oh, it's the cubed in the Vita. Oh, oh, oh. Well, I was going for more of a 3D volume than a 2D volume there, Matt. Because it's not... Yeah. It's not just like yeah. taller and wider and the same thickness. It's a, it's a chunky beast. It's, it's, yeah, it's a big boy. I've, I've had to go to the gym just so I can lift the fucking thing. Well, I will say, right, I do like holding yours. That's oh, a, thank you. I, <laughs> it's a bit big, but I like holding it. Uh, oh, that before. <laughs> it's a bit big. I like holding it. It feels good in the hand. You know, it's, 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 it's nice to touch. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but, oh. as we illustrated, it won't fit inside my bag. It's too big. I needed something smaller that'll slot right in there. 
I've had that problem before, yeah. Dear. Oh, yeah. And as much as it has good hand feel. I've, I've... <laughs> it does I make, struggle it, it, with it, it does get hot, though. It does get hot. Yeah, it does. It, yeah, oh, and it gets God. a bit loud sometimes as well. Mm-hmm. I've you know, struggled with Persona as, in the past. Oh, you know. dear. I've tried to get into Persona. <laughs> I can't get into it. I struggle with four. It took me three or four goes to get into Persona Which one's four. the one that had the re-release with Ro- Royale? Was that Persona 5, five Royale? Yeah, yeah. I, I sat down to play this. I'm going to play this. I'm going to record a video. Two hours later, nothing's fucking happened. Genuinely, Joe. Yeah. Right. Like, I... lo- like, you feel like at the start of Persona 5 Royale, you feel like there's about to be a game because like, you're running through a casino. There's some turn-based combat. Oh, this is a game. Then like, it's, it's such a fucking weird opening because there's like 10 minutes of like combat and gameplay. Then there's an hour and 40 minutes no, of John, nothing. Cutscene. I've cut scene, I've, I've cut scene, Walk hours, around John. a shop. Cutscene. Cutscene. Walk around John. a shop. Then there's a cartoon for no well-explained reason. Back to more cutscenes. Walk around a shop some John. more. Fuck it. Where's the game? You John, promised I, me a turn-based game I in a casino hours. with colourful superpowers. I, I played 10 hours and I just finished the tutorial. You fucked yeah. that shit. I, mean, right, I don't care how thought... good. The, I, I don't care how good the game gets after that ten hours. That's still a bad game because it shouldn't no. have had made you wait ten fucking hours. I will oh, say, I good, John. No, that is the game. The game is that many cutscenes and that many things. That is and me the going game. to school. Well, and then being I'm like, glad I now know that's just channel. not a franchise for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I... exam in school. It's great. <laughs> I got genuinely worried about my midterms in Persona 4 to the point where I struggled to sleep because I was like, oh, tomorrow I've got to do those midterms and I can't remember shit. Yeah. Like, I debated it's... between, like, finishing my finishing my Reddit DVD of the X-Files or, like, revising. I revised. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, it, then I had to it's go and do laundry. So cute. I will say, uh, though, Persona 4, my big problem with Persona 4 is that I hit a point in the story where the story just kind of stopped. It's like, because you're trying to find a murderer and it's clearly not the guy that you've point the finger at because he's only appeared for like this one mission and the team's like well that's that and the game just kind of like carries on you're like I know something else is going to happen could it happen soon and it just it's like that Rick and Morty skit with the guy like selling the fake doors and then he goes like drives home for a while you're like are we still is this still going no, on Persona 5 does that as well because you oh, saw God. spoilers I, the, well there's the palace there's a, you, you, the whole thing is you're infiltrating the palace and doing a steely thing and you kind of finish doing that and you, you get over this big initial like story hurdle. And then your character's like, well, we've sorted that out. Now what? And then you just spend like two weeks going, now what? And it's just like, the, your quest is just be well, You've got your boy. exams, like, clearly. You've got to revise for your fucking exams. Well, genuinely, that's around then. So it's just like, live a normal life. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> this, sounds like such, this sounds like such a weird thing. Like, you know, say if Zelda game ended with after the big climactic showdown with Ganon, instead you now go back to the starting village and spend the next five hours just Yeah, but it goats. wasn't the climactic thing. That Sorry, game, that, that is literally the ending of Red Dead Redemption. Yes, it is. Literally the ending of Red Dead Redemption. No, it's not. The ending of Red Dead Redemption is hunting down a man and and murder. Red Dead Redemption 2. Red Dead Redemption, the original. Yes. Both of them do that. Yeah, you do with hunting down a man and murder. No, it doesn't. You retire to your farm and then you do herding for a while and then you get shot. No, there's an epilogue where you go and get revenge for that. Did you never complete the original Red Dead Redemption? Did you you just think it ended there and stopped playing? That's where it ends. No, it doesn't. That's where John John Marston's story ends. Yeah. There's there's an epilogue. Yeah, but it's not John... Like, the epilogue is not John Marston's story. How are vegan pork pies so good? When did that happen? Did, did, did Rebecca think the original ending of Red Dead was going to be too upsetting for you so she just came and turned off the console and thus you never got to see the ending? I mean, is, this like Phoebe, is this like a Phoebe and Friends? You never I mean, got to see the actual ending? You are a weenie little baby, Daniel. 
I'm a wee little baby. Free. I suggest you reload up the original Red Dead Redemption because John Marston's son has an epilogue well, we all where know he goes that and John, does but more it's an shit. epilogue with a different character. It's not the fucking main thrust of the story. Yes, it is. No. It's literally the no. end of the story. No. I broke that cycle of violence. You're also, it's when you say it's an epilogue, it's kind of a hidden side mission epilogue. Yeah, it's, just, really. a, it's just a duel. I'm aware of what goes on. Also, just literally, right. All of these things, because Persona 5, it's half of it just being a school simulator. That's kind of the point. The, 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 the monotony is part of the charm. You, you yeah. go to school every day, you finish school. It's like, now you can hang out with your friends. And I'm like, oh, actually, I'm going to go uh, buy some stuff from the secondhand shop. And you go looking for shops. I'm like, actually, I, I got a part-time job at a 7-Eleven. <laughs> and Fuck. I'm having a nice time working there. But I try and work there on, um, on any date that ends with a 7 because they give a bonus to employers. Um, <laughs> as as all businesses do function, of course. Yeah, yes, and then I've been trying. I've been trying. There's a burger joint that has this like eat a massive burger challenge, and I've been trying to do it, but I, I just uh, can't. Um, so I keep doing it. But when, I finally, that. <laughs> uh, when I finally do it, I'm gonna get like a big burger voucher for burgers. It's gonna be great. But this is the thing, John. One of the one of the things with a game like that, because I tried to get into it before. I got it on the PS4, and I could not get into it because I agree with you, it's slow. But the entire reason they bought it on the Switch, and I'm assuming Daniel's now getting to Persona 4 more on the Steam Deck, is just that pick up and play and put down. Like, I can pick up Persona 5, play it for five minutes. I'm just like, oh, I'm oh, I'm playing some batting. Oh, I'm reading a book. And then I just put it down. It makes yeah. it so much more accessible. It's why I got into The Witcher 3, finally, as well. It's yeah. why I know we had this discussion about how The Witcher 3 is this big game. You want the visuals. And I mean, we, hell, me and Daniel were talking to Rebecca about this last week, about... Because Rebecca doesn't know where to buy Persona 5, whether to get it on the PS5 for the nice big screen experience or the Switch, which is more portable, but you don't get the scale. And I think a game like that just works so well portably. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's why I've fallen in love with the Switch and I would have fallen in love with the Steam Deck if it wasn't the size of a house. <laughs> I love the Steam Deck, though. I it's know, so I just much can't put it in my bag. So much more comfortable to hold. I find this normal switch comfortable, which I know I'm weird in that, but I find it perfectly comfortable. I can hold up for 10 hours. Yeah, but you have Lego hands. You just have you those little have... yellow claws. I just rest on my hand. I don't know. I'm not I'm not gripping it tightly in a vice grip. <laughs> just, just resting. I find it, it comfortable. Digs. It digs I, into I, my fucking I would, arm. Genuinely, right. A Steam Deck with a Switch OLED screen would be the perfect. But it's just too big. It's not. It's I, beautiful. It's no, console I, of the year. Console of the forever. Thing, when I keep saying it's too big, I mean, it is physically... I cannot fit it into my bag. <laughs> you need a so bigger bag. bag. It's a big... I bought this big bag to fit the big editing laptop. Like, it's huge. Like it, I could put it in the main compartment, but then it's filling most of the main fucking compartment. It, my bag has a little slot, which is the perfect size for a Switch, which is where my Switch lives. It just sounds like you've, you've got the wrong bag. I like my bag. I like the Switch. I'm a fan of the Switch. I like being able to take the controllers off and put it down and like just cross my arms, but I still play the game with my arms crossed. <laughs> <laughs> and then I feel like a bit of a tip, but I'm having a nice time. Also, the oh. OLED screen is like, uh, it's, for Persona 5 especially, that OLED looks amazing. Can I just say something? I think John died of old age midway through that discussion. I just, I, oh, back. I, I struggle with a game where you get to the big conclusion and then you're expected to just keep going with much lower stakes stuff. I need my game well, to come to it. Big dramatic, no, and I don't, mean, big I don't necessarily mean like big explosion conclusion. Like, like you know, big em emotional stakes conclusion is fine too. But after that, I can't go back to just 
pissing about for a bit. Not I, I need my games to have its moment where I think, yep, that's it. Wrapped up, bow on the top. Boom. I am now, I feel like I have now done I'm this experience. On to the next, please. I agree with you, but those moments of sort of respite, I think, are really important. Like, I always use But I need work. them in the middle of the game. I need that, I need that downtime in the what? middle of the game, not after the end. Okay, you know, like Assassin's Creed 1 and 2. Uh, one especially, right? I used to, because I used to like the outside of Animus bits, because I always found them to be this like, all right, I'm getting out, and that felt like a really good point for I go right, turn off the game for the time. I hate that shit. I I just want to have a little do. place to live. That's what games, right? That's all you need in a game, right? I think that if you're doing sort of an open worldy game, having a place that is the player's own home, mm. like a little housey spot. It just lets you character like rest up and lets you go there and you get your healing done. You do sleep like that's why Cyberpunk's such a wonderful fucking city. Because you ah, just... you see, I I I like I like the Oblivion system where you don't start with <laughs> those, but you actually have to buy a house yeah. and there's loads of them and that but they cost a fucking fortune. Yeah, you have to. So you actually have to properly save up and like even when you move in, you've got to spend a lot more money furnishing them and like all the different towns have very different architectural layouts yeah. it's like some houses you might actually not like but you're not allowed to see the inside of the house before you buy it because the property market in Syria is fucking weird so you kind of <laughs> you're, you're buying house kind of potluck but you're but you see so what i do is i break into other people's houses look around the layouts and try and come out okay what's roughly the architectural standard in this town to estimate what the inside of the house i might want to buy is and use that to make some assumptions as to what I do well, or don't want to buy. Could you imagine, right, like you're buying a house in like Chorley and you're like, okay, what I need to do is break into all the neighbours' houses before you move it. <laughs> Just to double check. Yeah, because the house you could, the house you buy, you're not like, it's got a special door that you can't lockpick because otherwise you could just break its house without buying it and you could just basically live there anyway. So instead they have to, you just have to break into everyone else's houses and try and calculate roughly what you think the inside of the house is going to be. You're buying it blind. Which is kind of a fun system, actually. We should try that in the real world. I'm, I'm, but, but, but you keep talking about Oblivion, and every time I'm more and more excited to actually finally sit down and play it. It's actually really good. And that no, view, you, when you first come out of that sewer... Fuck oh. off. <laughs> what I found, what I found amazing though, is it's the same size as Skyrim. The world is the same. The map size is pretty much identical to oh. Skyrim's. And if I would never have guessed that, like if you asked me to estimate, having you know wandered all over the world, space of oblivion, and played Skyrim many times, I said, oh yeah, it's it's probably like you know Fallout. It's probably like the Fallout games in terms of scaling up. Like terms like four times bigger, right? No, it just feels bigger because Bethesda got way cleverer at using topography like you know valleys and mm. mountains and rivers and curvy roads that go up the side of mountains wow, to make method. it feel I was gonna say yes yeah, it's why san andreas felt massive until they it, it feel like skyrim feels absolutely huge so like, when you have to like you know go on a journey from one town to another it feels like you're going on a really fucking epic journey but actually a large part of it is just very cleverly making you curve back around on yourself and climb vertical uh, vertical heights using only one single cliff path that's really well decorated and stuff and it feels like you're going on an epic journey but actually as the crow flies you're like you're barely going around the corner yep. but they also use they put a lot of mountains in the way and once i did this i went back into skyrim and looked around and realized actually the the re part of the reason skyrim is so fucking mountainous is because it really hides the fact that actually you could very easily see one you can see the next town over really easily so they put mountains in the way so you can't yeah it's the problem with a lot of and it's really and it's actually it really makes me appreciate some of the really clever world design that goes into Skyrim that makes it feel huge. Oblivion's great, but its world is very flat. And clearly Bethesda was still, you know, getting on with the craft. 
at that point, still learning it. So you've got this scenario where the world is pretty flat, really, and, you know, there's a slightly drier, flat bit that's supposed to be semi-desert, and slightly more misty, flat bit that's supposed to be a bit more swampy, and grey, flat bit that's supposed to be getting towards hills and mountains. But broadly, it's all very flat. And, like, mountains don't feel like mountains, they feel just like... A, a steep slope. You know how, there are some slopes around. You know how Bethesda's games progressively have just been getting taller and taller to the point that like, I just think the neck like, like just to the point that now they're like, fuck it, we've got to go into space. We can't go taller. We do. Like, we mm. Which I'm they're... fine with. I, I think, uh, I think I'm Boston sorry, Fallout 4 is what's genius. What's Bethesda's next game? Starfield? They're going to space. Yeah? Yeah, Starfield. They're going to space. That's what we just Wait, said. Is it? No, but one thing is are they going to have is just it's a area the size of like a fallout, but you can just go really high up, and it's just all the planets in that area. <laughs> what if it is just the same dimensions, uh... but you can just oh, you just go up? They've just made it go up they, so they, high. They've cleverly faded out all the textures and everything. They're using a lot of clever little tricks to make it work in that fucking. And it's like engine. <laughs> it's the day before a planetary alignment, so you can get a little like the edges of loads of little planets that are just just you know in this path. But it's still only the same size as Fallout. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> well, I think we we do know that I think they've said that there's not going to be like continuity between space and uh, the ground. So you can't just land wherever you want on a planet. It's going to be like it's going to be like the Outer Worlds, where you land in a particular area. That's the Outer Worlds, not the Outer Wilds. No, I wasn't I, no, stress you, that. You're allowed to people... land anyway. You just you can't transfer from. But you're only allowed to land within a particular fixed area, not anywhere on a fully rendered sphere. I thought I thought you could can I go around the entire planet. Full, yeah, I thought you could go around the whole planet. I thought you could go around the whole planet, but like you can't actually go through the atmosphere. You, you can't go through go the atmosphere. The atmosphere. Yeah. Starfield planet. Because I I thought it was a case of you're in space, you go through the atmosphere, an animation play, and then you're flying in atmosphere, and you can go anywhere. I thought that was how it was working. But I think you go anywhere within an area that wouldn't make sense for the amount of space you would expect on a planet. Well, like, a it's going to be... Shru it's not going to be No Man's Sky. Um, I mean... Oh, that's, 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 I opened an IGN article the first thing it said, people might be comparing this to No Man's Sky, but it's not. Yep. Um... Blah, blah, blah. Uh, every single... Blah, 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 blah. Uh, you can't fly the ship straight down. The surface is one reality and space is a different reality. However, yeah. um, wait, oh my god, does it say anything else? Oh. <laughs> Basically, they didn't know, but they realized there was lots of search traffic, so they just put together an oh. article anyway. I like this one. There's this article here from December 2021, which is pre, was it pre, that's pre-release. Well, pre-proper big trailer. But, um, I like this. The, the the headline is every Starfield planet is apparently bigger than Skyrim. I fucking hope so. <laughs> Could you imagine if every planet was the size of a small postage stamp? Like fucking. Uh... Man, you must have been disappointed with the Outer Worlds where you go to that meteorite and it's fucking ten meters I by ten was. meters. I was disappointed by the entirety of the Outer World, which I was yeah. really annoyed about. That, yeah, that, yeah. that one, I the must... one grey meteorite planet where like the monkeys have escaped and there's one town. It's the oh fucking tiniest God. thing. Was yeah. so underwhelming. I though. never got beyond the second area where you go to that like space station. Oh, space I station. Played, so I bored. Monarch is okay. DLC, Mon just the, the big, the big planet Monarch is the only one that felt big enough to actually be a proper planet. All the others felt too small. Yeah, it, felt, small. it felt theme parky. You know what I like? Getting to the really big city and be like, oh shit, it's a big city, and it's a single city block where ninety percent of the buildings are closed. And I'm like. Oh yeah, yeah. I also I also struggle with the fact that all the cities were properly closed. They lived in their own separate reality behind locked doors and couldn't interact with the outside world. 
which I know happens sometimes in, you know, various Bethesda games too. But like New Vegas, plenty of the cities, maybe about, I don't know, half and half. The cities are actually open to the outside world versus not. Like Good Springs is open to the outside world. Novak is open to the outside world. It's not locked behind a gate you have to go through. Well, yeah, to it's, get only, into it's only the big ones like New Vegas and Freeside, really. Though. Yeah. Which, well, I think West, like even smaller ones like um, uh, Westside have actually oh, got. Yeah, West, yeah. Westside. The Westside is a weird thing in New Vegas because, like, blatantly they clearly plan for it to do more than it does. Whereas in the actual game, you barely need to I mean, go the there thing for any is, reason. Though, in a game like that, obviously, thematically, there being a wall and a door doesn't feel. Like to have to no. go through a load zone. I mean, it's. I'd rather it not be there. But it yeah, I mean, like... clearly for them, it was it was a technical limitation yeah. because you can't have huge I mean, worlds on the other world. So anyway, I but always... I, I appreciated the fact that compared to Fallout Three, more settlements in New Vegas were part of the overworld. you can just walk into them. It's nice that you can just walk into a town and you don't have to go through a mysterious gate and the town lives in a parallel dimension. That's I always, really I nice. always installed those mods that. That combine yeah. Freeside and New Vegas into two just full areas rather than separating those doors, which was an yeah. Xbox 360 limitation, if I remember correctly. Um, yes, and that's all I do. But them being separate is fine. Like I, I was yeah. kind of fine having to go into the wall to get into the some of the towns in Outer World. It just it was like now nah, we're gonna go to the universe. It's like it's one space station in a small town. I'm like what, what? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the big mistake of the Outer Worlds was selling it as this big epic sci-fi exploration adventure when the gameplay wasn't oh, that. Yeah. Like, it wasn't... Like, I think you go into a sci-fi game where, you know, the opening screen is literally a space station. The music is this grand epic... It's like, okay, I know what we're in for now. We're going for this grand epic explore, aren't we? It's like, no. You're going to explore the park. An area slightly smaller than fucking Finsbury Park with some shacks in the middle of it. And that's a planet. <laughs> That's the fucking planet, mate. And it was... And they weren't even that densely packed, those areas. No, they were not. They were not that densely packed at all. Like it, it felt... It felt... It was small, and even for the size of it, it was not dense. Well, you went from, what, that initial area, that very first town. Is, what's it called? Oh, fuck. Uh, the very but, but, first but, but, town. But, but. Not Monarch. The one that's not Monarch. Whatever. That one where you do this sort of tutorial thing. And you go yeah. outside the town, you have to walk to this little village up the road. And that entire yeah. walk is just like empty. Completely yeah, there's empty. maybe, there's some mysterious humans who, yeah, just decide they're going to be raiders and attack you on sites of their decks. Yeah. That's it. That's the whole game. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for the next one because I feel like maybe now they've got the engine Hopefully set Hopefully they'll, they'll step, yeah, they'll step it up a bit. Well, oh, God. Like, I, I just... think the Outer Worlds was fun to play once, but I've never even remotely considered oh, going back to play it I played it time. again. And the second time I played it was because there's a speedrun strategy you can use where you can finish the game in 10 minutes, <laughs> which I did. Did you play the DLC? Because the what the, the sci-fi, almost vaguely old-world bluesy DLC where you go to the science meteorite was quite, was okay. I did, because I kind of that forgot it came right. out, realized I owned it, um, yeah. went final, give it a go, played the whole thing, mm. was kind of waiting for some... Like, I was playing it and waiting for it to grab me, and then it ended, and I went, oh... <laughs> Um, because yeah, it's just like rocks, and I'm like, rocks. I mean, it, it didn't help that literally during the opening of that section, you sit down and you're like, yes, I need you to go down. My mother's asteroid, my my poor dead mother who died under mysterious circumstances where we never found the body. Yes, her asteroid. You'd better go down there. Oh no, there's a mysterious person causing trouble. Oh my poor 
dead mother's asteroid. My, my absent dead mother who's definitely dead. Who is this mysterious person who's causing trouble? Okay, yeah, her fine. And I was thinking, okay, it can't possibly be that obvious. There's, there's going to be a twist because everyone's expecting it to be the dead mother. So it can't possibly... Oh, it's... Okay, okay, fine. Yeah, it's a bit very surface level. Also, I mean, that when you go into that initial mansion on the DLC, yeah. for those who haven't played it, you go to like a mansion thing and the whole dead mother asteroid thing and then you get sent down to this mining asteroid and you explore the mining asteroid. The mining yeah. asteroid and is... Some fun, and it is, it is at least less just a circle of land where you could just walk. Yeah. Like the, the, the canyons, canyons and whatnot yeah. make it a bit more interesting to explore. But it's still just a desolate rock. I mean, it's literally a mining asteroid. It is a desolate yes. rock by its very nature. And when I entered that initial mansion, I was like, ooh, it's a, here's like a bit of a mystery thing, right? And it was yeah. sold a bit of a mystery. I'm like, ooh, am I going to do a murder mystery in a mansion? Yeah. Because I, I would have happily spent the entire of that DLC in the mansion just talk, talking to people. But there's one guy yeah. in the mansion and you leave and you're like, oh. <laughs> like, I want that Hitman okay, 3 level you, you, in fucking... You need to sit down and play Oblivion because Oblivion, you do shit like you no, get to I'll town. I love Oblivion. And, and you get told shit like, hey, there's that murder mystery, solve it. I love Oblivion. It's just, it's one of those games that I think is... Okay, you know when you tell people to go back and play an older game and it's just... Yeah. Oblivion is that point for me where it's so clunky... Ooh, disagree. I think Morrowind, you're, you're, you're bordering on it and you need to mod it a little bit for a better quality of life. I think Oblivion is aged no, I, like fine I think, wine. But I think New Vegas sits in that category now, even. Lol. <laughs> Say that again. Well, no, because Dan, Dan... I think New Vegas is aged like a fine milk. I had to install 400 mods to make it work and it still ran like an absolute dog shit. It's awful. Probably because you installed 400 mods without really knowing much about the game. Oh, he installed, Matt, he installed 10 Matt mods. Did them. Matt did it for me. I made him install 10 mods that just, there's like some texture mods and some, you know, the stability mods and the patch mods and stuff like that. It was awful. Mm. I hated everything about it. Oblivion's great though. Oblivion has held up. But it's it's still a bit, it's still got that kind of clunkiness and you really need to mod the UI a bit to make it work properly and you still need to get the patch mods and stuff like that. Well, actually, Fallout mm. 4 announced it. Um, they're doing a next-gen version, aren't they? Where they're actually going to fix actually kind, I know it's dumb, but I'm kind of excited for that because I probably, I would have been incredibly cynical and uninterested, but they did that for Skyrim recently and some of the stuff they added in was actually kind of fun and chunky. They're going to add like, fishing to Fallout 4. The fishing! <laughs> the fucking fishing that I played for like eight hours hours and it's and I still wasn't done and it wasn't just like you know hey just walk up to water and you can fish I was like no fuck it you've got to know the right sort of bait and the right sort of water and calculate what counts as water that's and, flowing uh, yeah, fast right, what's, no, what's the John. what's the temperature of the water fucker you can't fish you can't catch you can't catch a sunfish when it's raining you stupid piece of shit yeah no other game has done fishing I mean, that sounds yeah, but... boring as shit to me. That's my Persona 5 for you. This mate. was bafflingly like, oh, detailed fishing. This was bafflingly detailed fishing. And it fit into, you know, the alchemy system a little bit. So it kind of integrated into the system. I'm a well. little confused about what's in this upgrade. Because they've just said graphical improvements, but they've also said the updates come into PC. And I'm like, well, is it something like, you know, in Skyrim Remastered, they were like, oh, we've added fancier lighting or something. They're probably just it's probably just gonna be a HD texture pack of some just probably gonna upgrade. In fact, PC already has um, a high resolution texture All pack. I it's, fucking it's free want, DLC John, for Fallout 4. I want them to fucking patch the game so it doesn't crash if you turn on the physics fucking bullshit. Probably yes. Hopefully yeah. they'll do something like that. But no, I suspect But it's like, Bethesda. They won't 
They will add they don't need all to. the textures to the world, but they will... That, even with a mod, it just makes it not crash. It doesn't make physics work. It just makes it not crash. Mm. <laughs> it's a piece of shit. And the amount of honest to fuck... Skyrim, right? So Daniel knows this because he played Skyrim on the Switch. And the mm-hmm. game bugged and he couldn't continue. Yeah, if I go... I'm So I'm on like one of the, the Civil War quests. But if I go to a massive area of the map now, the whole game just shuts down. And it's like, but the, they leave. The, uh, it's why I get so fucking annoyed at Bethesda re releasing Skyrim so much, charging full price. They're still charging 55 quid for it on modern consoles and leaving all the bugs in. <laughs> See, this is why I play everything on PC because if something goes wrong, I can just model console commands. Oh, to fix I, it. I cannot believe that you did a lot of your original Fallout stuff on, on the Xbox. That just sounds like. The worst. Well, I didn't have time. an original P. I didn't have a PC. No, I know, but it still then. sounds like the worst time. Like I, 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 I'm, I'm amazed that you could stand it. Is all I mean by that. Like, <laughs> I didn't know what I was missing. I didn't know any better. Yeah, but I suppose on the Steam Deck, you can mod them. Are you still playing Fallout Four mod on your Steam Deck at all, Daniel? No, Persona Four and Marvel Snap are taking up all my time. <laughs> I did play briefly yesterday. Those I didn't two have intensive a go. games. <laughs> I don't have a lot of time. I'm finishing the book, man. This is the last, like, this is the last sprint of it. So it's just yeah. book time, and I'm regularly streaming now. <gasps> whoa, go me. Um, whoa. whoa, go me. I, yes, finally. Also, I played Vice City Definitive Edition yesterday for the first time. I've been meaning to play Vice City for the first time, given we now know that's where don't the next play, GTA is going to don't, be. Don't play the Definitive Edition. Just don't don't play the Definitive Edition, John, because even now, because it's free on PS5. So I was like, "That's fine. I don't own a PS5." I was like, "Free's good. I'll do a little stream of that." So I tried it. It's still fucking broken as shit. Mm-hmm. From warping through walls and shit that was super easy to just trigger by. Except every time I got out of a car that was burning, the car would just freeze. Its physics would just stop. Lamp posts have huge, bizarre, weird physics. So if you hit a lamp post, it might just catapult you miles into the distance. Uh, also, that sounds like a good thing to me. That sounds like the sort of jank I want out of my games. <laughs> yeah, but that's the sign of jank I'd, I'd accept out of like a Saints Row, but not Vice City. There's a weird thing with with them as well because I the other day I downloaded uh, Saints uh, San Andreas on the Switch again because the, they basically they did that big patch like a couple of weeks after it initially released, but they only hadn't patched it until like a week ago, and they patched it again. And they went, "Ooh, ooh, I'll give it a go. Maybe I'll run it sixty on the Switch because." Why wouldn't game. Why yeah. wouldn't Vice City, even with fancy graphics, not be able to? If Kirby's new Fancy Boy game can run at sixty on the Switch, then Vice City can. But no, no. Somehow, somehow, the most recent patch. I feel like it's running worse now, which yeah. is actually incredible. Oh no, the thirteen remastered Dev Strike again. It has that amount of care and attention put into it. Ridiculous. And all they needed to do on the Switch was go, hey, we've upraised the UI and we've made it work on the Switch. And I would have went, thanks. And that would have been it. I didn't need anything else. <laughs> no, I, this is what I literally ended up doing with, thir- with 13, by the way. After they attempted to remaster it twice and it kept getting worse, I just basically looked up a quick guide on modding it and basically found the two INI files that are needed and change the resolution of the original 13 available for three pounds on steam <laughs> uh, to 1080p by typing you know 1920 and uh, 1080 into one text file and then i just increased the fov by 15 points uh, in a different any file and and it works and it's beautiful i cannot believe fine. they tried twice 
Karima, and like, and separately. like and like this, this this was not a joke. Like people genuinely like we've got to say. Actually, I've 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 I bought the remastered. I played it. I've tried your version. Yours is better. For those who don't know, by the way, so thirteen the John remastered version is the superior way to play thirteen. Thirteen is kind of a popular older game that was kind of a bit yeah. of a cult classic more than a. Oh know, fuck! It was. It's so much more than that. It's a fucking incredible. No, it game. is. It is. But that's what I'm saying. It, it, it it's there's this big community behind it who really really just love that. It's game. like Beyond Good and Evil. They came at about the same time. Yeah. And yeah. in my head, they're the two games that I had that no one else had on their PS2. That's and exactly I like, what I mean. You have to no, play these fucking yeah, I think, yeah, it's it's one of the best shooters of that generation. I'd say like time oh, split, you know, time splitters franchise is there. Thirteen is there. Yeah, but a lot of people didn't play it from that gen, and no. it, you know, being re-released on modern stuff with a bit of a you know up res, good idea in it concept, yeah. and they released it, and it was a fucking absolute visual mess. I mean, both you and Daniel have done videos on it. Oh, it, um, the yeah. original is like it's cell shaded because it's based on a French comic book. So yeah. to maintain Belgian, that stu- actually. Belgian, sorry, yes. So I, I always say that about Tintin as well. Um, to- well, it's written, it's, it's, it's written in French, but it's Belgian. Ah, so there we go. Um, to, it's like what well, Hitler was in German, was he was Austrian. The, the- always go back to Hitler. Always you? go back to Hitler. Sorry, it's, it's Twitter. I'm, oh, I'm so into Twitter now. Um, the... Uh, was, yeah, no, because it was cell shaded to look like the old the old comic book stuff. And on the PS2, cell shaded stuff is just aged like again a fine wine. It looks glorious. It's really good, and it had such great stealth mechanics because to hear enemies behind walls, you saw the 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 tapping sound their feet were making. You could hear it as well, but you could see it through the wall. You could see a little tap 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 tap. So you knew somebody was behind that wall, so you could really easily... Not easily, because it was a very difficult game, but you could, like, you get a lot more, like, stealth options. And it was brutal, and it was wonderful. And there was kind of nothing like it. Mm. It wasn't just like... Because I think in that era, yeah, you got your time. So you, I argue that Black's fantastic from that era as well, but nobody played that either. Um, but, like, for, for a complete package, 13 was just an intriguing plot, beautiful visuals. It's everything you wanted... And it ended on a cliffhanger, which I hated so much. So, so much. And then the remaster got rid of the cell shading, got rid of a lot of the style. Got yeah. rid of it looked like the Fortnite. It looked very Fortnite-y. And it, it was buggy and broken. It shiny, yeah. It got that toy shine. Yeah. And then the, 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 the re-remaster. Which is a separate sort of game, by the way. It's not a patch for the initial one. It's a new game. Yeah. They definitely didn't actually, like... It still wasn't cell shading. Yeah. It was sort of, it was like a weird Instagram filter over the original glossy Fortnite graphics. Yeah. And like, in some ways, some of the characters looked a tiny bit better, but the environment suddenly looked a lot worse because they were just so aggressively garish now. Yeah. Have garish? you two seen, there's been this um, do, we, whoa, whoa, do, do, do we pronounce it garish or garish? I pronounce it Garak. Just is, is that Britain? Is that British versus America? Or am I just a, or am I just a dumbass? It could be either. Really, I think you're just a dumbass, John. That's uh, mm. you're around being a dumbass. That's what you are. You. That's. Right. I think we're all about around that. Wait, right, wait. Let's we're get, all... let's, let's get Google to to pronounce it. I think we're all dumbish. Garish. That's like, my impression. Garish. Hey. Garish. <laughs> Garish. Garrett, you, like you, was Garish. that your impression of the nice of the Garish. of the gentle reading man? What the fuck was that? That's the reading woman, but it's slow. So oh. pronunciation. Garish. 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 Oh, wait, Garish. Wait, Cur- oh, yeah. and your Garish visuals. Garish. Oh. Yeah, it's just Garish. <laughs> <laughs> 
Garish. I do enjoy how many of those videos just seem to be wrong, though. People have just put together Garish. pronunciation guides that have no relation to reality. Oh, this I love video. those. This is on Google. You know what I like, though? The pronunciation, right? The only difference is the British and American pronunciation. And it's specifically, you know how um, phonetically written out words? Yes. It's done that. And the only difference between those two phonetic spellings is that the G at the start, the G-E-H, in the British one, it has a U in it. Very British to mm. add a U into a word unnecessarily. I, I will yeah. say, though... No, that's the wrong way around. It's the Americans who take out the use unnecessarily. Yeah, it's true. I will say that the, more use. It, more we do S's. now know that garish is closer to gare than gare about. Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, fuck. Jesus Christ. Point that's is, they silence. fucked up the remaster. Was the yeah, I have to my games. Both of them, they fucked them up. It's weird because that's the kind of game that you'd want to remaster. I think that remastering those cult classics and giving them the time in the sun is is a great fucking but thing. But isn't it amazing that you can take a game like that, or you can take a game like Vice City and somehow make them worse? I don't know how you make Vice City it's really, worse. I feel like it's really difficult no, to I don't think it's up. actually that difficult at all because many games are a function of a combination of very limited technology of the day that they were created in blended with some very talented individuals. Mm. If you then say to a different team, hey, here's some vastly superior tech, but you're a bunch of useless fuckers, do it again. I think it's pretty natural they're going to do worse. I mean, yeah, but modders just release the original game with well, mods actually, glued to them. That's a, have you two seen, there's been this kind of, a lot of videos appear on YouTube lately called like Hissipitin Run fan remasters or remasters. Yeah, I've been watching that guy. He's great. No, there's... You say that guy. There's like six of them all doing the same thing differently. Oh, the New Zealander. There's loads of them. There's some that are silent. Whatever. Point is, all of them, every single one, I've looked at a lot of them, and every single one I think the game looks worse. Oh, every I disagree. One. The one that I watch isn't. What's Which the... one do you watch? I'm going to look him up. I'm going to give him a shout out. Uh, oh, uh, and then you know what? You'll give them a shout out, and then in like a month's time, it'll turn out they're a fucking, you know, abortion denier. Or they're an abortion denier. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe in them. <laughs> uh, they're an abortion. They're an abortionist. They're uh... Oh, there you go. Uh, his... Reubes. R E U B S. Reubes. Oh. Who I think has taken uh, is kind of redoing stuff in a, in a I, way. Yeah, that's, I, I really don't like them. Has kept the the feel and the vibe of the game going, like I, genuinely I, I, beautiful. I think it's over. I think it's that it's got the same vibe, and I like a lot of what they're doing. But I do think it sort of inherently changes what the game is. No, I strongly disagree. With what he's doing, he's keeping mm -hmm. that cartoony feel to it. There's, there's a, a really no, nice cartoony vibe no, that he's got. It, it is, but it's that cartooniness that I associate with New Simpsons, which is this very smooth, very oversaturated look. And obviously, yeah, but that's I what want, you, but I you want, want that hand animated kind of rough look. I'm not saying you can make a, you should make the game hand animated, but that sort of it looking being a bit rough around the edges is part of. No, the original the original game was that. The original game was. Smooth. It was. It couldn't have been anything it else. It was designed it was just... to be smooth, but because of the tech, it didn't look that smooth. Is what I mean. Yeah, it's also made into an open world, which I thought was nice because the game is just going to yeah, no, big piece that. of fucking shit. It's an awful game. It's an awful, awful game. It's that is a game I would genuinely like to see a, re, uh, a, a like a, a new version, like not a remake, but like an actual new. A, si a, a Simpsons open world game. Yeah, like, but in the style of Hit and Run, like an actual sequel to a spiritual successor to Hit and Run. 
Because we've had a bunch of Simpsons open world games. How do we come to the conclusion that the best way to do a Simpsons video game would be a violent, GTA crazy taxi thing? <laughs> I mean, GTA clones, they work, don't they? I mean, <laughs> I disagree, because I think the best Simpsons game is the Simpsons game that tied in, well, it wasn't tied in, but came out about the same time as the movie. Oh, that one? The PS3 I... era. That was oh, that really was good. That was set levels, wasn't it? That was set levels, yeah. And the the DS version, I think it was DS at the time, um, and the, the, the console versions are two very different games. They go through the same levels, but they're completely different and built differently. And they're both entirely worth playing. I think, oh, what's 2007 that was? Oh, actually, here's um, a question. What's the worst Simpsons game? There is a correct answer. There's probably some I'm not aware of. It was on the PlayStation 1. Oh. Well, I don't know. I, I genuinely, I don't, I, I, my knowledge of any PS1 games is basically none. Oh, interesting. I, I wondered if it had, uh, if it was a, a known to quantity of how this was. This was. This is not a known commodity to me. The, the, the closest I could get is I'm more familiar with the list of the history of the South Park video games where they oh, made one for the N64, which tragically came out just, just a couple of years before cell shading yeah. made <laughs> South Park games okay. look about right. Just based on the names, I'm going to just guess The Simpsons Wrestling. Correct! The Simpsons Wrestling <laughs> is a fucking awful, awful, awful video game. Yeah, I just quite enjoy how you can kind of tell the, uh, the difference of the early games where, like, of the first... Yeah, of the first five, basically four of them are very specifically branded as Bart Simpson games. Yes. And how Bart used to be the main character in the early game in the early days of The Simpsons before it became more of a well-rounded family thing. Yeah. And they're great. Those original games mm. are genuinely really great. Yeah, I remember playing a few of those. In fact, yeah, if, then if you just skip like one or two, then it's yeah, more Bart, Bart, Bart beats Radioactive Man, Bart of the Beanstalk. <laughs> what the fuck? Ooh, virtual Bart. Sorry, they just made a tiny Game Boy platformer where Bart was just doing the Beanstalk oh, story all for of no them. reason. All of them were individual standalone like stories, almost Halloween ones. I always liked that. It was I've really got cool. to feel like Bart and the Beanstalk has to be worse than Simpsons Wrestling. Because on the Game Boy, you can't even have little comedy voice clips to provide the odd laugh. Because you can't do... Well, okay, you could actually do speech on the Game Boy. It was just very difficult. The original Mortal Kombat game on the Game Boy had some really tiny, tinny voice clips. But they were almost impossible to do properly. I feel like Bart of the Beanstalk's probably worse than The Simpsons Wrestling. I'm going to say this now. It's definitely not. <laughs> I will I'm say... i a full playthrough of Bart of the Beanstalk. I'm, I'm looking at these list of games here, right? And there's... The Simpsons hit wrong Jesus Christ, I've... It's 20 minutes long. The entire game is 20 minutes. Yes, what, right. what, for Bart and the Beanstalk? Bart and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Okay, a complete playthrough of The Simpsons Wrestling is only 38 minutes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I didn't realise The Simpsons Road Rage and The Simpsons Hit and Run came out the same year. Yeah. Oh, the f the physics is so floaty. There were so many terrible I platformers. I liked Road Rage. Out. That was just Crazy Taxi, wasn't it? Just crazy taxi. Yeah, I remember liking it. Oh, there's a there's a full gameplay of 33 minutes. <laughs> I think some of this may have just been stolen from Mickey Mania's Beanstalk level. I think they've. Je I'm I'm, I'm slightly worried that yeah, Barn to the Beanstalk has just stolen some of its assets yeah. from a game on the Super NES I'm familiar with. I think it's just the Mickey Mania 
beanstalk level where they did Mickey and the beanstalk. I mean, beanstalk a, lot of, a lot of NES games were reused assets from other NES games. I think they've stolen all the assets. Yes, they stole them, but I imagine it might have been made by the same development team or someone related to the same development team. And I don't entirely put. What the fuck? I don't think it would have been I'm, shamelessly stolen. Look, I I'm so sorry, but I think Bart of the Beanstalk is worse than whatever Simpsons Wrestling is. It's not. Like, there, there are very few things in this world worse than the Wait. terrible, terrible piles of really bad platformers that came out on the Game Boy because someone figured out platformers were, one, easy to make, and two, quite successful on the Game Boy. So people just made terrible, terrible platformers. And yeah. this just looks like a truly terrible platformer. Simpsons skateboarding was pretty bad as well, if I remember correctly. It was definitely terrible, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah, was that yeah, period yeah, yeah. of the Simpsons just going, hey, Anything. wrestling games and skateboarding games are popular. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make Literally. those. You see, I was kind of assuming that Barnes of the Beanstalk, its 20-minute runtime was due to the fact that whoever was making this long play, as they call it, uh, <laughs> was you know familiar with the game and showing off the whole game. No, they appear to not know where they're going and they're sort of wandering around blindly. So it would appear that your first playthrough where you don't know where to go is still 20 minutes. Oh, my yeah. God. Also, That's sorry, right. I'm just... I'm realising here... I should have realised this earlier, granted, but I almost all the Simpsons games are very literally just... Simpsons skinned versions of other popular games from that era. <laughs> yes, yes, all of how them. The Simpsons but the Simpsons well, that used to be ver- that used to be very comp. Holy shit! It's the same candles. I think this is genuinely just a reskinned Mickey Mania. Yeah. Holy shit! What? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no. So the Simpsons game, I think, was a bit more original. Uh, really, the most original of all. Of them. Yeah. I mean, it's a low bar. It's a very low bar. <laughs> but like. I- I never really liked because 2007 is Simpsons movie era Simpsons where I didn't like the comedy. Whereas 2003 was all the stuff in Hit and Run was pre season 10 references, which is golden era Simpsons, which I liked more. I think. Yeah. I think that's why I like that game so much. Okay, so. It's from the right era of The Simpsons. The Simpsons okay, part I've, of the Beanstalk, I've looked at reviews for it. It seemed to get fives out of tens and 3.5s out of fives. I've I've located a <laughs> Sorry, soup Nin- boss fight where Bart has to jump around a bowl of soup by jumping from crouton to crouton, <laughs> um, and he wins the boss fight by getting to the bottom of the plate of soup. At which point, Bart sort of vaguely shrugs his shoulders at the camera. I'm not sure whether what he's supposed to be indicating. But it looks like he's just like, well, I don't know what the fuck I do now. That's possibly he was supposed to indicate something else. And and as a result of that, the boss fight is over, which he has won because he successfully made it to the lower bit of the bowl of soup thereby escaping the soup. Okay, so 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 like I just so, had a stroke. What <laughs> Simpsons Bart of the Beanstalk. Uh, Bart of the Beanstalk, N- yeah. Nintendo Power gave it a 3.275 out of 5. Whatever the fuck that means. That seems very generous. But it seems from everywhere the lowest score it got was a f- EGM gave it a 5.25 out of 10. Well, the thing is, I guess you do have to factor in that there were some truly bad original Game Boy games. Oh, yeah, yeah games. I know, but listen to this. The Simpsons Wrestling's Metacritic score, because the other game is so unknown it doesn't even have a Metacritic, um, is 32 out of 100. So the lowest score for Bart and the Beanstalk is higher than the average score for Simpsons Wrestling, including IGN, who gave it a 1 out of 10. Ooh. Ah, but is that because generally you are more generous to a game on a weaker system? I, I mean, when, it, when they came a... out, I imagine it wasn't as 
shit as because now I guess it would be considered shit, but like when it released, I mean, bear in mind, it's not like you know the original Game Boy games had to be shit. Like you know, Super Mario, uh, Super Mario Two Six Gold Coins is the original Game Boy. That is a fucking excellent platformer that holds up very nicely to this day. Super Mario Land, the original, hardly spectacular, but still perfectly playable. Not a horrible, horrible mess at the bare minimum. Okay, I'm going to give it a bonus point because at the end when Bart has to escape the beanstalk, having stolen the golden goose, who, by the way, <laughs> is in no way a Simpsons joke. It's just a goose. And so that's <laughs> fucking stupid. You these have got... To, like, uh, the, Monty Burns appears to be a cloud boss. He's an angry cloud that tosses lightning at you. So they kind of thought, okay, we're going to just shoehorn some characters in here. But when Bart's escaping, he appears to be jumping from the beanstalk and like parachuting down. So there's like a physics section where you have to just move side to side to avoid obstacles while you're falling. Although I'm going to be honest, I think during this section, they used the original asset and forgot to insert Bart into it. Cause when he's falling, his haircut isn't Bart anymore. <laughs> Ooh. It, he doesn't look like Bart to the slightest. He looks like someone else with a different haircut and glasses. And I think possibly this was the original game that they reskinned and they forgot to change it during the falling section. Wait, I found here, I found an article on thegamer.com. Yeah. Wow. Um, which yeah. ranked Simpsons games literally just based on the Metacritic score. Um, yeah. Number one is Hit and Run, which I guess makes sense. Generally yeah, considered the most popular. But what do you think number two is? The Simpsons game. It's not. Oh, uh, the mobile phone one. No. It's a Three is the Simpsons game. Five is tapped out. Okay. Then I don't know. The oh, Simpsons um, Arcade. Ah, that's not what I was going to say. Virtual Springfield, because Virtual Springfield and was banging. And then four is the Simpsons Arcade game, the older one. And then tapped out, and then Road Rage, then the Simpsons game for the Wii, because it's a different <laughs> game, then the original Road Rage from the Game Boy Advance, and then skateboarding, and then wrestling. Wrestling is the worst. Yeah. Because wrestling is the worst. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I found another article was actually rated 25, and also that is 25th on the list. And skateboarding is 24th on the list. <laughs> Because wrestling where, is the worst. Okay, I've got more Bart of the Beanstalk um, updates for oh, you. Oh, 19th is, is Bart on the Beanstalk. It's 19th out of 25 on Metacritic ratings. So, um, on the, the, the front, the box of Bart and the Beanstalk is Bart running away from a giant Homer. Yeah. All right. That's, that's, that's literally the title pitch. It's your Bart and you're running away from a giant Homer. At no point in the game do you run away from a giant Homer. <laughs> you, you find the goose, and then you walk along some clouds, right? And then you do the thing where you're dropping out of the sky on a parachute, and when you get to the bottom, that's the end of the game. Not there is true. no giant homer in the game where there is a giant homer on the box. Not true. There is. Oh shit! You call it? Are you calling me? Are you calling me a liar on the topic of Bart and the Beanstalk? I've gone to the long play. Yeah, and that's what I'm on right now. At the end cutscene, there is a scene of a giant homer. With a tiny Bart standing on top of him. Oh. I can see a scene of Bart with a beanstalk in the background. No, hang on, wait. I cannot see a, a, a Homer. And he definitely doesn't show up during gameplay. Like, it, I found the exact moment in the there long play. 2034 on the long play if it's 2139. 2129. Yep, that's, 
Yeah. Yeah, that's the one I'm on. Go to 2034. Right. Tell me what you see. So, yeah, the, the giant fell. And the giant is, looks like Homer. And there's a joke that Homer is in the original Homer on the ground thinks the... Okay, yes, there is one shot <laughs> of a giant Homer's head, but you never saw him chasing Bart. We just go straight from Homer, giant Homer doesn't exist, to here's homicide. <laughs> that's right. it. I mean, I mean so the giant, the giant's dead. R.P. the giant. I don't know why you're expecting like greater things from that game, honestly, John. You seem I don't know. I, that look, it's not okay, I'm not is. expecting much. <laughs> I'm not expecting much, but I'm expecting the game where there is a giant chasing Bart on the box to feature a giant chasing Bart. And I don't think I'm being a fussy pleb no, at this point. I think, I think that I think is within the realms of acceptable expectations. I think you are a fussy pleb generally. I've played a lot of games, from, especially from those eras where the, the game, if you go earlier, is what is listed on the box isn't even oh, what the game is. Yeah. I also quite like how this was made by Acclaim, which is excellent, oh. who otherwise made some quite high-effort games. Published by Acclaim. You know what I'm finding interesting as well? I'm looking at this other article, it. which lists all of them, right? And one of the highest... Tales is a spider now. What? Also, what is Bart versus the Juggernauts? Because I've watched a lot of early Simpsons. I've never heard of the Juggernauts. No uh, idea. I don't. I played that game. Um, weirdly, you played Bart versus the Juggernauts. I played, well, not. I haven't played all of it, but I have played it. Who are the Juggernauts? What is the setup? X Men. It's, it's literally just American Gladiators. Oh, fun! But they didn't want to pay for the license of American Gladiators. Y yes, it's just a lot of little mini games. The original Game Boy. It, oh, I used to hate it does look like one of the gladiators is, is Barney. There's definitely a, a fight that looks like he's fighting Barney in this game. Yeah, I don't really remember much about... <laughs> does Bart just, just kick the board. shit out of Barney at some point? That's harsh. It's one of those classic original Game Boy games that was just shit. <laughs> <laughs> but because it was just fucking hey, dull. Hey, it's, it's, it's long play runtime. Oh, God, it's another game where Bart's doing parachuting. It's, uh, it's yeah. long play runtime. I think time. it was probably... The, I think they just made one game and then just kept re-releasing it with slightly different... You know, slightly different order and whatnot. It's What's the runtime, Daniel? Uh, longer than that of uh, the Simpsons Wrestling. It's true. There's a whole 40 minutes in this. Whoa. You get your money's worth. Well, actually, genuinely, right. So the, the one game on this list, which isn't in the Wikipedia list technically, but is considered, as part of, is, is considered a Simpsons game for this game, for this list. Is the Simpsons Lego Dimensions game? Oh, specifically because apparently the whole—it's a big level that's huge. In that, yeah. you, there's, a slightly, there's a slightly misplaced uh, masturbation joke in the, the Bart versus the Juggernauts. Yeah, there's oh. a lot of weird stuff from that. Welcome to just, the nineties. Just, just in one of the opening discussions, the oh, what's the name of the psychiatrist who died and isn't in the Simpsons anymore? Doctor Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. That's yes. It. He did yes, he's doing he's into one of the opening cutscenes, he's doing a discussion with Kent Brockman about Bart taking on the juggernauts. He comments fighting should be done in moderation. Uh, I urge Bart to watch my upcoming TV special, Men Who Pound Too Much. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good joke. Okay, that's that's an interesting that's line to have put game. in your Game Boy Simpsons I mean, game. I, about I a ten year old child. To do, games, to do jokes like that. I mean, I mean, that's the right thing for it, isn't it? Well, what was it? Um, okay, there's a skateboarding section that's, that that exists. What was so it? What? I mean, it looks like there's actually got some actual momentum to it, like physics. Okay, you know what? I'm impressed by Bart versus the Juggernauts. <laughs> In fact, there's like a there's like a, a extreme sports section 
where you're supposed to, like, get some speed up on a ramp and then use the physics and momentum to hit one of the juggernauts and knock them off the platform. So you have to control your speed in order to get the physics right. I'm genuinely impressed. I hope this isn't, like, the top ten of Simpsons games of all time. It was not. Oh. Um, As I say, it's like, the, the, Bart versus the Juggernauts has been wrong. The only one. I mean, Simpsons Cartoon Studio is a weird one. There, I mean, physics and momentum in an original Game Boy game is quite impressive. Yeah. Oh, Virtual Springfield is a point-and-click adventure. That's odd. It's um, a weird little do, one. It's good, though. But see, the Simpsons Lego Dimensions one, which I always annoyed at Lego Dimensions, just because apparently it had a lot of little games that I always wanted to play, but... Uh, <laughs> yes. Um, it's a Lego game. Apparently, yeah, you, it's it's you're playing that um the Chili Pepper level basically, mm-hmm. where he hallucinates. Apparently, it's based oh, on that. Hang on a second, I'll be yeah. back. Maybe. Oh, well, the, hey. the next section was for you related, Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, oh, I'll God. stand in. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> the game contains all the oh, weird God. humor. Uh, owners of the TARDIS can uncover a dock for the TARDIS, put their TARDIS in, and then play a Jetsons level. John. Yes. No, say something. <laughs> I'm just I'm just being distracted by the fact that one of the boss fights in Bart's versus Juggernauts appears to be Bart taking on a booby wrestler who attempts to kiss him, so he has to ram her with his spiky hair to push her off the the sumo. John, platform. have you played that Michael Jackson game for the is it the or the NES? I think it's no, I've never played any Michael Jackson licensed yeah, it's games. Walker, and you know, you're talking about insensitivity, but Michael Jackson wandering around a house, but there's loads of innocent children on their own. Michael going up to them, touching them, and the kid was going, Michael! And then Michael going, hey, hey! Is literally the worst. It's it's just, it's aged like, oh, butter. Like, oh, shit, I found the parachute section that's in literally every Game Boy Simpsons game because they were all functionally the same game. Yeah. It's... It, there's the parachute section. When I was when I because when I was younger, I was really into The Simpsons, and mm. I didn't really get into console gaming till later, until like I was a teenager. So like mm-hmm. I got into consoles during the PS2 era, PS, you know. Um, but when I was younger, I used to sort of, I played like the game, like Game Boys, like uh, Game Boys I just gotten cheap or free or whatever. Um, and you know one of those, you know those things you used to get it was like always oh, like a. Um, it's like an N64 controller or something like that. that You just it had um, component cables that you plugged into your TV directly. And it was just a little... Oh, yeah, you, you straight up just plugged them into the TV. Yeah, yeah it was like, like loads of NES ROMs. You used to see these like all the time as like advertised in video game magazines yeah. for like and they were 30, definitely 40 illegal pounds Because they were just full of pirated ROMs. <laughs> and for some reason, yeah, like legitimate video game magazines just published these ads for illegal goods. Absolutely. Really weird time period. But and we... che- cheat cartridges. You used yeah. to get like, the Game Shark and stuff. You just, you just bought cheat cartridges. And uh, emu- like, um, cross, uh, cross-country cross emulation gear, because games used to be region-locked. Yeah. But that's uh, it. And they they literally ran at different speeds. Oh, they still do. Thanks. Yeah, versus PAL versus NTSC. There's, there's games some, just ran um, at different speeds. I know it's Konami, terrible, but they released the Castlevania collection. Um, for yeah. The and, and the Contra collection. And what I really like about both of those is they come with... Every single version of the game. They come with the, the Japanese one, the NTSC one, and the PAL ones, which were all slightly ah. marketed differently. They have all of the original PDFs for all the books and stuff like that, but also they will run at different speeds. And the game is like, hey, just so you know, this game runs slightly faster when you're running in this mode. And I really like that. It's, uh, Completely understand. That, well, that's just how it was. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it was. We, we just had to deal with, over in the PAL regions, we just had to deal with games that were like, 
10% slower. There's been this problem. I've been fucking... Because I do do those watch parties on Twitch, right? Yeah. And sometimes when I do a movie that is on Prime in the UK, but not anywhere else, it will often be like on Netflix in other countries or something. So I'll just kind of say, hey, I'll just give a timestamp and you can watch our Netflix and you can just sync it up. Which has usually worked great. But we're watching The Fucking Rock. The fucking PAL version of The Rock, obviously, is just... Mm -hmm. Running at a slightly different speed. <laughs> Not the whole movie? Yes, because it has an extra frame or... A, yeah, it's got extra frame or... A... Amazing. What does it have? I can't remember. Well, well you know, as, as of course we know as people who work in this industry, you can ever so slightly speed up or slow down uh, audio and it's indistinguishable oh, completely. to the ear. And uh, because absolutely, that. you know, because we, we almost certainly do on a regular basis, especially when, say, a video recording of a game and the audio recording of our voices end up being, you know, a second or two yes. longer or shorter. So we just have to squish or extend them. And you, make, you can make tiny changes like that, and no one can ever hear it. Well, so they just do that to maintain sync. Yeah. Well, this is so. Yeah, NTSC is twenty three point nine seven FPS. Yeah. PALS twenty five. So the PAL version yeah. was a shorter film. <laughs> and it kept being a problem because a lot everyone else was watching it. I was watching going, oh my God, this thing just happened. And they're like, well, I'm fucking three minutes. But I had to keep resyncing people every like three minutes, which is ridiculous. And I don't know why mm-hmm. the fuck we are still doing that. <laughs> why did why did Amazon have the different version still? It's, oh, mm-hmm. fucking and games. Oh my God. The, the speed of, oh, it's bizarre. I still find it up, that it is, mm. you get that differentiation. And I've been trying to, like, I, I got a, um, I don't know where it is. I bought a little handheld called an Odin. Made, an Odin? Yeah, it's made, like the gods. Yeah, it's made by a company called Ayn, A-Y-N, Ayn, whatever. Yeah. They were is, is this a modern device or is this a retro device? Brand new. Um, yeah. it's, 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 it's a Chinese company. And it's intended as a, it's about the size of a Switch Lite, looks like a Switch Lite. And it's, it's an, it runs Android. And the intention behind it is that it's supposed to be for, you know, all the game streaming you can do, you know, like Xbox Game Pass, yeah. like alternate where you can stream it or the PlayStation one. It's really good for that. And also it can do emulation really well. It can do PS, up to two PS2 emulation very co- comfortably. Mm. And it can dock like a Switch and it can work in a Switch dock. And it's cool. The dock you get for it, I think is interesting because it's huge and it has a weird amount of ports, but it has actual N64 and GameCube ports on it. So you can actually plug your real N64 controller or game. GameCube controllers into Ow. it and it'll work. But this sounds highly illegal. It's worse not because when you buy it, it doesn't come with games or anything. You don't. It's just it's just a device that. You... That's true, of course. the The workaround has always been for emulation to keep it on the rights of the law. Is emulators are legal, but the ROMs yes. are the bit you can't share. And it's just Android. so as long as you very firmly say we definitely don't encourage any of that nonsense. Yeah, that's why all the marketing for it is like, up. hey, this is for game streaming, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, but I got it, and I've I've put um, I've I've put not illegally acquired ROMs on it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> all uh, my ROMs are legal. The only all I've got is I've got Project Dolphin. I got that, and every single ROM I have is a game that I legally own that I use the Wii to get the code of. Oh, all right, my legally owned games, hundred percent. New stuff, new stuff. All like my that, Project 100%. Dolphin is legit. Because. I always consider, you know, like a lot of older titles are basically abandonware at this point. Yeah. And I do not feel like if, if I'm playing a ROM of an abandonware game, I don't give a fuck. Oh, right. fucking Nintendo are already on their way to your house, mate. Well, Nintendo are coming well, in the fucking the window right. inside 10 minutes. Because they're like, no, we can fucking sell you NES games on a subscription. But 
my thing is, honestly, if I can do them, right, if I can buy the game from Nintendo, I will, <laughs> rather mm. than emulate it. I'd rather do that. Those fuckers know I'm a whore for them already, absolutely. But so this is the thing, I don't care about... So I'm, I'm trying to emulate stuff, and I just... I was going through all the games, and... Oh, my God. It's like I click a game, and there's, like, here's seven versions, and they're... <laughs> And it's because well, this this happens like. Have you signed up to um the the Switch N sixty four thing? Yeah, we've got a family pass where you actually do have multiple versions of the same game mm. present on that on occasion. Yeah, but I know one of the problems with that though is because I, I got the I have the official Nintendo. I by the way I love Nintendo's official controllers, uh, retro yeah. controllers. They're fantastic because the USB C. Well, the, all you, including the original N sixty four controller. Yeah, no, I, I they're the. Because they're they're exact perfect replicas, right, of the original. Yeah, but the problem was that's not that's not good. Well, this is like okay, the N sixty four controller was revolutionary at its time, but we have no, moved agree. on. It's not a good controller, but they, admittedly, there is a weird thing. If you a lot of the N sixty four games you play because of the way the N sixty four controller was mapped, you can't often map the same things to a modern device because of the button layout. Yeah, because you yeah, you had the A, B, and you had four C buttons that were all designed to be easily accessible with your primary right-hand thumb, yeah, so, which is difficult to recreate. Yeah, yes. and obviously a lot of the games didn't have the right... So so a lot... They've been doing this weird mapping, and a lot of people playing those N64 games on the Switch often... I mean, I imagine what you'd have to do if you were looking for a modern controller. you put the Z trigger on left trigger. Mm. you put the right shoulder button on a right trigger. Maybe, like, C left and C right, you'd put on left button and right button, and then an X and Y you would well, be the top and bottom C buttons and then A and B can be as they should be. Well, what be. Nintendo have done is they... That, that would more or less Well, work. Nintendo have done a custom layout for each game because obviously some games yeah. don't even use the C buttons. Um, yes. Or whatever, which is, is good. But obviously in a lot of games that are more complicated or bigger, like, like Ocarina of Time or something like that, apparently... Everyone yes, was complaining. The C buttons are very yeah. important because three of them are literally used for your primary items. Everyone was yeah. complaining about how that how the control mapping was. And I don't know if there's a way around it. And one of the reasons I got the S N64 controller is because I wanted to... I always like playing older games the way they were built to be at the time. Not because I think that's necessarily mm. the best way, but I, I find it... Because, especially a lot of these Nintendo games, I miss them. Um, mm-hmm. I sort of... My N64 controller, I got because... It reminds me of, as of a time when the world wasn't quite so on fire. If it was, we weren't so conceptually aware of it. Yeah, and I like... and You know, it's, it's nice to just sort of enjoy how it would have been at the time. Because playing emulated up things is fun enough. In its own way. Yeah. Some of them have aged really well, like Super Mario 64. Some of them, not so much. Exactly. I think Yoshi, I think Yoshi's story is just really fucking boring and clunky now. Yes. So this is the thing. So I, I got all these controllers to do that with. And I'm really enjoying that aspect. However, as a lot of people are noting with, especially the N64 stuff, in that the way Nintendo are emulating it is yeah. a bad way of emulation. In the, and a lot of people are pointing out that most modern emulators for the N64 will run the game better with less yes. input lag, with, with less artifacting, and just yeah. run perfectly. Um, yep, completely understandable. And uh, so in those instances, again, if I'm paying for that and I have access to that game, I do not then feel morally bad going over to the Odin and going, I'm going to play that same game, but, you know working at a proper resolution because I've given them the fucking money for it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um you know, I, I I I always they're always kind of in that legal grey zone. I think it's morally appropriate if I'm paying for the damn thing, you know. Um and I I quite like by the way mm-hmm. how the ending of virtual Bart is quite nightmarish. Oh. Sorry, I've just been looking into more Bart Simpson games. Ah. 
So Virtual Bart, he gets trapped in a virtual reality device brought to the science fair by Martin Prince, obviously. Um, but yes, in the event that you get a game over, the system crashes and the real Bart is trapped inside the virtual world forever and can never escape. Just <laughs> quite... That's quite dark, no, really. I, I feel like a lot of things just end with a weird Especially disaster. as one of the levels is Bart is a pig who has been captured and taken to Krusty's Pork Factory. Oh. Which is... I mean, that's... It's quite a dark setup, really. Oh, also, I've just gotten a text from Daniel. Um, yes. Informing me that he is feeling unwell and has bailed. Right. Mm. Fair enough, I suppose. He's still here in the Great, panel, now we can talk dead. shit about Daniel. <laughs> I, I think especially it's particularly interesting how, yes, the six levels of virtual Bart, which are six virtual reality scenarios, the one either side of Bart is a pig who is now inside an abattoir is a young Bart follows a moving ice cream truck and Bart tries to ruin his school picture day by throwing tomatoes at his classmates. Which are, you know, quite, you know, quite luff, light, fluffy yeah, affairs. In the middle of that, you just thing, go, yeah. you are now a pig and you're in Krusty's abattoir. But so many. Escape. So many. And not, it's not just stuff. you have to escape, by the way. It's, it's a class uprising story. <laughs> After you escape, you have to set off to free the captured pigs. So therefore you need to, uh, yes, you need to help all the pigs escape and they overthrow the factory owners and Bart is held as a hero by the pigs. So you've kind of got a horror Les Miserables right in the middle, but with pigs, right in the middle of Bart follows an ice cream truck and Bart tosses tomatoes at his classmates. Which one? It just again? falls out wait, of wait, place wait, wait, which to me one's in some ways. This is Virtual Bart on the Sega Genesis and Super NES. Okay. Oh, nice. There's also a... The final level, meanwhile, is a post-apocalypse scenario. After the nuclear power plant explodes, uh, causing Springfield to become an apocalyptic wasteland, uh, and then Bart seems to be doing a light, kind of like, yes, <laughs> Sorry. various when you apocalypse said Bart was a, film. I'm looking at Screecher. When you said Bart was a pig, I wasn't expecting him to be still his skin-coloured yellow. <laughs> yes. I thought he was going to be pink, but no, no. It's just a yellow <laughs> naked pig with a Bart head, which just, is really yes, weird exactly. looking. That's going exactly. to be on the thumbnail for this. <laughs> I just, just sound quite like, yeah, just Doomsday Bart is just Mad Max Bart. Oh, that looks... I mean, in all fairness, I mean, that, that works as like, you know, an escalation. Right there, like, you know, if you're going to have one level as the final level, make it the post-apocalypse one as the big finale. Now, that's right. Like, apparently, if this were played by Persona rules, that'd be the sixth level of seven, and seven would just be Bart goes to the quickie oh, button, or the slushy, and nothing, and nothing fucking you do, interesting happens. You do happens. the big boss, and you pause for a while, and you're like, oh, we've got this power, we should be doing some good with it, and then you find other big bosses, then you keep going. I don't know where it ends, but a while away, I imagine. <laughs> but like I say, I'm kind of just having a nice time, Persona, I'm like, hmm find the big boss is like oh we're gonna do the midterm exams also i found you know what I, I i respect virtual bart for having its opening you know the big hook to get you in is mm. bart is a dinosaur and runs around primitive springfield eating what primitive humans who that? resemble modern time you talk you say anything about this it sounds more fucking mad I, I, I love this game. I need, to, I need to find this emulated virtual Bart on the sega genesis this sounds fucking no, incredible I'll fucking i'll if my Odin had charged, I'd open it right now. Where is my Odin? <laughs> Where is it? Oh, it's there. Oh, it's in my little tech bag. Why? Do you have any charge, Mr. Odin? No. <laughs> well, I can play Virtual Bot later because I have every single game from every console up to, to the 90s. 
on it. Well, you can play Virtual Bart, which appears to actually have... I mean, I, I appreciate, like, you know what? Let's have Bart be a dinosaur eating people as a... That's a strong hook opening. That is a good opening. I don't know if you need the hook. Right I mean, there. if you buy the game and the game's like, here's... You, you're like, oh, you, you ran for a Simpsons adventure. Daughter by... Daughter dinosaur? Bart's a dinosaur. Bart's a dinosaur now. Like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm down for this. Then you've got a chase scenario. Then Bart needs to lead a an upright... A, a class uprising of, of, of an underclass against their cruel oppressors. Then, I, I mean, when you said that, I was, kind of, just, I was half expecting like an Animal Farm st style situation. <laughs> no, it's inverted Animal Farm. This time the, the pigs have been sent to the knacker's yard, all right? As punishment for what they did to Boxer. Dero flipping I just feel like it's thing, though, if they just took a fucking something ridiculously contrived and just try and put it in I was generally expecting this to have been a huge hit, but no, uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly gave it 4.8 out of 10, saying the controls are awful, the stage is unappealing, the whole thing seems rushed. Well, okay. yeah, I may have been, I may have been, I may have been generous well, in my initial interpretation. That. All Simpsons games are literally just that. All of them seem to be copies. And the only mm. one that people consider good really, is Hit and Run, because it was a clone of GEA, and it had the perfect mix of Simpsons humour, because it was that mm -hmm. season 10 stuff. And I, I want to play Road Rage again, though. I've looked at lots of screenshots of it, and I really want to play Road Rage. <laughs> oh, that's on here. Was that PS2? Oh, hang on. Oh, that was a PS2. Oh. I don't have any of those games. I really wanted to get a PS2 so I could play original like, buy discs of them. There's, the, like, 200 million of them worldwide. Just buy one on eBay. Well, that's my plan. Because I've been trying to... I've, I've, been, I've been collecting Xbox original these Xbox weren't, These weren't in short supply. That Sony didn't really restrict supply of the PS2. Well, no, I'm intending to at some point when I've got somewhere to put it. But one of the reasons... They literally just go outside and go through the bins nearby. Probably statistically John, there's going to be a PS2 I in only have one disc that I can use on it. Because you can play PS1 and PS2 games. Right? And I only have one single disc that I can play on it. And it is the PlayStation 1 uh, game adaptation of the George Clooney uh, Batman and Robin. Amazing. Which I had to buy when I saw it. <laughs> In all fairness, I, 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 I literally bought an original Xbox and various bits of equipment to help it communicate with modern capture cards. Mm. purely so I could play the original Fallout Brotherhood of Steel. That wasn't worth it. That wasn't worth the trouble I had to go to to make that oh, work. The Xbox is a bit of a faff. I've... I've opened mine up and fixed them. I have to solder the fucking board, mate. Like, <laughs> well, I, I I bought one that someone had prefixed and made uh, at least workable. Yeah. But it was it was a strange old thing where if it loses power, it forgets what time it is. It's got no internal battery. Well, you know apparently. why? What? Oh, apparently there's an interesting fact I'm about to learn about science. Well, no, there's two things, right? It's just, it doesn't have a CMOS battery. To keep two interesting facts. Holy fuck! But um, it did have what was called a clock capacitor, right? And capacitors are basically yeah, just small. This sounds very. This sounds like the sort of thing you'd put in a time machine. This okay. sounds fancy. Capacitors are just little batteries, right? They're just little tiny batteries. No, 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 don't, no, don't ruin this for me. I'm imagining a big glowy blue thing with a clock on the front, but <laughs> the clocks are just a clock. Like the, the the hands are spinning really fast backwards to represent that it's like a time machine. Okay, that's what's in the Xbox, right? So you've got this yes. big glowy thing with a clock hands on spinning backwards. And that Holy shit, I should put this inside a lead box for safety. That can keep the saved time on the system for, I think, half an hour, like an hour or something. So if you unplug yeah. it and you plugged it back in somewhere else in a short amount of time, it still keep the time. The problem is, when Microsoft were producing those Xboxes, 
uh, it was it was from a brief period um, in sort of the early two thousands where most capacitors that were being made were faulty <laughs> um, and could explode and would explode. Um, and what ends up happening... How big an explode? When, when you say explode, mm. is this a very dramatic turn for just fizzle out a bit? No, the top pops open. It goes... And it makes a little pop sound and smoke comes out of it. Um, okay. And so... It, we, we weren't talking like, you know, windows blown no. out, small children knocked out of seven-story windows, falls their death tragically. Like you just, you know, you step outside onto a Liverpool rooftop and you just kind of sob at the horror of seeing just that explosion child blast yes, out of window. Explosion exactly child it, yeah. blast out of window. And you just kind of see it's a nightmare scenario where all across the city in front of you, children are being blown out of windows by their exploding Xbox. Okay, so yes. The capacitor in the Xbox, right? It's a time machine that's also a nuclear bomb, right? And... Well, yes, plutonium. You use plutonium to power time machines, man. Come on, is this your first fucking time okay, machine? Okay, see, I, 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 I didn't realise you knew so much about it, but... I'll continue. Thank you. Um, I, I have been. I've 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 watched one documentary. The problem on this with topic. this plutonium it was time machine. Back to the something. Oh my god! <laughs> the problem with it is they're likely to fail because of the era they were made. They were made badly. So yeah. the solution with the clock capacitor is a lot of times when these f- things fizzle, they leak acid, and they basically will cause all the little contacts near it to to um yeah to just. Get damaged. Which, which, no, no, I, I understand. It would cause all the contacts to go to the year 3000. Yes, that's what it where does. Where not much changed, but they are underwater. So what? Which is very, very bad for the Xbox because electricity. Yes. Electricity. Now, the yes. Xbox has a lot of capacitors, but that's always the one that fails the clock capacitor. So what ends up happening mm-hmm. is to fix that, you can just remove it because the system still works without the clock capacitor. I'm guessing that's what's been done to my Xbox. Yes, 90% of Xboxes that have been fixed are just missing that. They just take it out. They don't even bother to replace it because 90% of the time... They were... I was thinking that was a bit weird, given like, you know, if original Game Boy games that had a clock function, yeah, no. the original Pokemon Gold and Silver, can hold their time and date for months without power. Yeah, so like, as I say, it could only intentionally, originally only hold it for like a, an hour or so anyway, but it could hold it for a little bit. But as I say, they get removed because usually when they get replaced, they've already damaged everything around it in that entire bit of clock circuitry. So usually it's just easier mm. just to remove it entirely. If it was already, yeah. if it was not damaged, you could just replace it with a fresh capacitor and it'd be fine. But I say most of the time it's already yeah. fucked, so they just say, fuck it. That's what I did to mine. Mine was fucked. I removed the clock capacitor, cleaned all the contacts, and it works fine. But every time I unplug it, it's like, put the time in in this really big 3D green interface. I just I just didn't bother, which admittedly did cause some problems with finding my save, given it it, it thought my saves. Also, it, it kept reverting back to I think two thousand and five or something. Yeah. It it if if you don't set the time, it thinks it's two thousand and five. Yeah. Bless its I'm heart. just thinking, wow, you you lucky fucker. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> you you get to travel back in time to two thousand and five. That's a fun little thing. Things were less shit. It's also fun to open up because when you open it, you realize it's just standard PC parts. It's got a normal PC well, fan and a normal PC I mean, fucking hard drive with normal PC cables. I mean, yes. I, I mean, I've never actually opened up a console myself, but I did kind of assume they had like computer no, components most inside cons- them. No, most- I, 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 at no point thought I was dealing with a Terry Pratchett scenario where if I opened up an N64, it would in fact be a series of small like elves doing tiny, tiny, you know, just kind of painting the pictures and tossing them onto the screen but what, 30 seconds. What I mean is it's like standard stuff. That you, when you build a PC, it's the standard. Normally, all consoles are built like a laptop and they're built with proprietary components and everything's custom. 
So everything. Oh, you see, now I'm actually really sad that Terry Pratchett died before he made a video games come to the Discworld novel. Because <laughs> given he, when he literally did a, you know, cinema comes to the Discworld where it was all done with like not magic and uh, imps and whatnot. Mm. It's like, oh, I bet he could have done a really fun video game one. Oh, I'm sad now. Oh, sad for what we could have had. Terry yeah, Pratchett like in video spoke. games, you die a lot. And I bet that would have done something to the nature of reality and Susan and Death would have had to have got involved. <laughs> could have been, could have involved, it could have been a Susan and Death story. And like, you know, Colin and Nobby just sort of float around in the background and Nobby gets really into video games. Oh, this would have been really good. Why you oh, write I've, it, made mis- I've made myself sad. Yeah, but I don't have the genius of Terry. No one has the genius of Terry Pratchett. I've made myself sad, man. You can try. Make a fan fiction. Made myself sad because Terry Pratchett's just dead and there's never going to be any more. fan fiction, John. Keep the spirit alive. <laughs> I bet there's loads of it. I bet it's... The problem with fan fiction for Terry Pratchett is you know it's going to be vastly inferior. 100%. The original. But what you... Like, the, the, adva- the advantage is like, yeah, say people who write fan fiction for shit franchises, you can reasonably write something that's just as good or better than the original. But this like, you know, people, like the fan fiction authors for Star Wars must have been fucking delighted when Rise of Skywalker oh came God. out it was fucking shit. Because it was like, oh, I can write better than this in my fucking sleep, mate. Right. Well, I, And there we go. We've got better shit. I like, I mean, because there's this period of time as well where fucking Chris Chibnall ran Doctor Who, who just used to do fan fiction because he used to think it was bad and then did a terrible job. And then mm-hmm. we get Star Trek where uh, Mike McMahon, who runs Lower Decks, Massive Star Trek nerd, and it's just it's his fan fiction clearly, and it's a lot of in jokes, and that's really fun. And it, <laughs> I'm glad we're getting we're getting a lot of fan fiction writers start running things now. So maybe well, John, inevitable. But this is it, John. Yeah, it feels it makes sense. What yeah. you do, right, is you 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 open up crowdfunding for a new Discworld novel by yourself, fan fan. fan. I'm I'm pretty sure that like the estate might have issues with this. You know, you, you, I feel you, like I might run into. Well, you don't problems. call it Discworld. You call it like oh, inspired by Discworld. Instead of the character names, is just like one letter change, right? You do that. You you put it on your I YouTube channel. I feel like again, you, this is. I feel like the lawyers are not gonna let you me get away with this. You use your YouTube channel this. to make a bunch of money from it, right? And then you spend about four years writing it, and then release it, and then everyone is disappointed. But you did it, and that's what's important. Is that what Dan did? Well, not the releasing. Is that what Dan's about to do? <laughs> Now he's not. Now he's not here to defend himself. Hey, to be honest, this is this book, is what Dad's about. That book's going to gonna be good and it's original and it's needlessly complicated. <laughs> but you know what? I'm sure it'll be great. <laughs> the story of Professor Whom coming soon in the Paradox Paradox. I will say, by the way, the Paradox Paradox. I read a lot of excerpts from that book, right, mm-hmm. over time. But the problem is because of how overlappy the whole thing is, and like it's the, the chapters are out of order and everything's sort of overlapping on itself. Without the whole book, it doesn't really make any sense. <laughs> like, I feel like we shouldn't be saying we shouldn't be the one sounds anything like remotely slang of Dad's book when he's not even here to vaguely defend no, himself. No, I think that's, that's a compliment. Like that's, I find it really hard to judge it because it's obviously a big overarching story that's overlapping on itself. I'm reading an excerpt mm-hmm. is you're getting a tone, but you're not getting the story, so I don't really know what's going yes. on at any point so far because I've just read little bits completely out of order. But I'm he's worked really hard on it, and it's gonna be good. Um, and it's going to get released, and then he'll finally get paid his money. <laughs> um, is that how it works? Does he not get paid any advance or anything? No, how it works with the crowdfunding is um, yeah. you all that money sits there, and then when it's actually published, then the money gets paid out. Ah, I did not know and not, that. Because well, it's, it's a nice way to do it, because obviously if, let's say, in a month's time, Danny were to go, you know what, I don't want to write a book, fuck this. And just abandoned it. Then I'm going to use this money to set up a jacuzzi filled with jelly. Well, that's it. But it's it's nice because obviously Unbound can just go. Oh, okay, we'll just refund everyone. And it's kind of 
it's nice. It's, it's a little non, non-committal in, in some senses um, versus getting it. And it's also secure for the people who are backing exactly. it. Exactly. Because they know they're going to either get what they want or they're going to get the money. Yeah, back. I think it's a really honest system versus something like, you know, if you go to a normal book publisher, they'll ask you to make loads of edits and stuff and they'll kind of demand stuff and they'll give you an advance and say, you know, it needs to be in at this time. You can't delay it at all, even if it's going to be worse if you rush it out, blah, blah, blah. And it gives a lot of control. It's nice. It's just obviously... You get paid after the fact. And the longer it takes, obviously, as I found out, turns out it's not a very well-paying job. <laughs> like, you can see the book sold. I'm not sure it's ever... I'm not sure, like, anyone... I'm pretty sure that was a known fact. No, I know. It's just, like, it's that classic thing. You know when, like, people look on Patreon, right? And they see the amount of money. Like, and, like people look at our Patreon and say, oh, you're making, like, this much a month. It's like, we're spending three grand on fucking art prints alone, for fuck's sake. I spend the grand a month on stamps, John. Stamps. Well, that's that's. Look, your collection issues are your own. It's I will a, say. Find a new hobby. No, I will, find a better no, hobby. You want to know some fun, right? This month, right? For the, this month's prints that I'm about to ship out, ship out, I got special stamps for the first time. I have special art. Oh, shit. There are Ardman stamps. Oh shit. Ardman stamps. The the one going to Europe. What stamps. Ardman. Oh, like. Wait, Wallace and Gromit stamps? Well, you know, no, no, Ardman. So, like, you um, paid extra for Gromit stamps. No, they're stamps. the same price. The 185 ones. Have... I feel like you shouldn't be trusted with the company credit card if you're going around buying a thousand pounds of Gromit stamps. Instead of a this thousand pounds like sort of regular of the... stamps, they're more interesting than regular stamps. They cost the same amount of money. This one has Timmy on, the sheep. These ones have Sean and Blitzer. There's Robin, the thing, and then these Wait. ones have Rocky and Ginger Timmy? and Feathers McGraw. Who the fuck is Timmy? He's, a, he's, he's, he's the small... He's the little baby sheep in Sean the Sheep. There's no... Oh, wait, you mean the TV series, not the film? I think he was in the film. I don't... I, I've seen that film several times, but I've never seen the TV series. And I've never heard of Timmy the Whatever, Sheep. He's a little, little weeny little cunt with a, a bear in his back. Okay, just, 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 just hear me out here. Yeah. Is what happened... You went to the post office. No, I didn't. And you were about to go in. You were just, you know, we're going like, oh, no, I'm bad. I'm holding a big bag of money to buy my stamps. Wow. And there was a man outside in a trench coat. Okay. And he just said, hey, kid, you want to buy some stamps? Okay, yeah, I got some special, I got some special stamps here. They're like Wallace and, 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 and Graham stamps. And I look, it's 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 the shawl on this one. It's it's the sheep's. And you said, but sir, the sheep doesn't look like that. Oh yeah, because that's um, it's Timmy. He's like the he's like Sean's little brother. So oh, that sounds very good, sir. Here, have all my money. Here you go. Have your have your fucking stuff. I can't believe that fucking word. Yeah, that's exactly and then he was what just happened. Gone. Yeah, that's exactly that's what happened. Ha- is, is that what happened outside the post office? Uh, yeah, I can't. You've been fucking ripped uh, to, off to with, with fake stamps. Thing. I can't buy them. Have you spent a thousand pounds on fake fucking stamps? You can't buy that many stamps for the post office. John? What the fuck's the post office for if you can't buy stamps? You can buy stamps, you just can't buy that many stamps. They don't have that many stamps. If I go in and okay, like, so I... If, I went to the, if I went to the post office right now mm. and I had a thousand letters and I said, excuse me, good sir, I need a thousand stamps, they'd be like, no, you can't post that many letters. What the fuck do you think this is, a post Actually, office? Actually, two things. A, they wouldn't have enough stamps <laughs> to sell you for them, so they would refuse. And B, I... Originally, when we started doing the prints, was taking them to the post office, and the third time I did, they refused to take them because it was too many. So yes, and yes to both your questions. Sarah, what? Yes, because the post office basically the post office refused to 
take your post. Yes. Because you were posting too much, even though you were posting a legitimate amount and wanted to buy the legal postage. Yes, because... The post office wouldn't wouldn't let you buy the postage, and if you bought the postage elsewhere, like from the guy outside with the trench coat, they wouldn't take the letters. Well, there's two things. A, for that scale, they expect you to be a business, right? And You are a business! Well, this is the thing. If you were a business, A, there's a business store, and you're supposed to just buy everything online. I buy the stamps online. B, they say, well, because it's a royal maker... Their whole thing, they were like, oh, we have to cancel all the stamps, which is like putting a, you know, like using the ink stamp on top of them to make them, like we've used them. Um, when you give them to the post office, the post office apparently have to do that to them. Um, and they didn't want to because it was 700 envelopes. Um, <laughs> um, and they refused. And they... <laughs> Are you sure your local post office isn't just the bu- most just most lazy, incompetent no, fuckers no, gen- in the entire post Genuinely, the, re- the biggest reason is because the post office and Royal Mail are different businesses and they're both private. And it's a most it's an incredibly overly bureaucratic and messy and unrefined. Okay, this that this is news to me. Wait, what? Yeah, no. The post office and Royal Mail are distinct legal entities. Yeah, when many things were privatized, they were made separate and sold off to different companies. So what the the post office is a company that runs all the post offices, mm. and they contract Royal Mail to handle delivery. Kind of. How it works? What? How it works is that um, the post office. It's the reason you see the post offices offering like insurance and shit now because they don't really make money from posting things. It's like a cinema. But the post office doesn't post things. Well, Royal Mail posts things. But the post office doesn't post things. Not directly. No. The post office is just a series of rooms. Which holds onto your post for you and then it hands them off to someone who does the posting. Yes. A company that isn't the post. Yes. Duff. Yeah, isn't it needlessly bureaucratic? Like, Great, isn't it? This feels like some. I think you've been scammed on several levels here. No. So you bought Timmy stamps, <laughs> took your letters inside, they wouldn't take well, them. No, well. And then when you eventually did persuade them to take them, they didn't agree to actually post them they just said we'll leave them here and hand them to someone else who might post them yes now what i do currently is i have to call and none of that seems wrong to you no it seems very wrong not one stage of it it's a massive faff apparently it's all bad what i have to do now is i have to call royal mail once a month right tell them Mm -hmm. to come and pick it up as a business collection then pay for the collection over the phone because it's it's fucking 2003 apparently then Mm -hmm. That collections manager sends an email to another person in their department who then forwards that email to the head of the delivery, my local delivery office, who then forwards that email to the head of collections for that local delivery office. And then they might pick it up on the day I asked. This sounds like something that's been invented for a book about, (laughs) you know, a ridiculously inefficient bureaucracy that couldn't possibly be real. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Like, this sounds like something you'd make you'd make up if you were like you know a bad faith person trying to pretend oh look how bad the post office is yeah, let's no. privatize it more or something yeah it's a mess and it's funny as well because I the the, the head the, well thank God we privatized this system so we got rid of bureaucracy and waste the collections manager right gave me his personal phone number and said if you book or cancel a collection phone me directly because fifty percent of the time I just don't get the email and I'm like what what. <laughs> And like, and then the first is, one is this one time. I'm just wondering if there's like a, the the world's if if somewhere in Britain there is just a giant pit where all the mail that fails that falls through the many cracks in the system 
ends up like a disused quarry outside Durham. Yeah, but you know what's really They're surprising, just... though? What's really surprising about all of this, and one of the reasons I still use them, is because even with all of that, all the fucking mail gets there. All of it. Every single one. They've never lost a bit of a mail, ever. How, how can it, but how can it if you're saying half the time the guy who arranged the collection doesn't even get the email? Well, he'll just come later. How does it get anywhere? Well, you know, it. he might not turn up, and then I'm like, where, you know... Once I, Are there just so many layers of redundancy built into this system once that it, I had a guy not turn up for fa four days in a row and calling the people four days in a row? It turned out the reason was because the collections manager was on holiday and the person who was filling in didn't have access to the email. <laughs> and, then, and then they came and they, then they sent someone to collect it, but the guy who came to collect it was like, I'm on my lunch break because my van's empty and I don't have any bags. And I'm like, okay. So I just suspiciously put these three boxes of mail in the back of his empty van he drove off. <laughs> but once they get I'm in the post office. suspicious that the entire post office raw mail is being run by the mafia. It does feel a bit like that. But all the mail all, gets where it's going. It does all feel like organized crime has just moved in and taken this over and everyone's too polite or afraid of their knees being broken to say anything about yeah, it. Yeah, but then we got the other element of the strikes. Blow the strikes, right? Mm -hmm. And every time, Royal Mail are like, oh, we're losing a million pounds a day. They made fucking 280 million of profit last year and then they paid 125 million on fucking shareholder dividends. Fucking losing a million pounds a day. But it's, they, won't, they, won't, they won't make it any better because they don't, they don't want to spend the money. They don't have any. That's the argument. That's literally it. It's ridiculous. But it turns out, you know what's even funnier? Do you know how many ways there are to send a, an envelope? You, you, you put it in a post box, you put it in a parcel delivery box? No, no. There's like fucking seven different ways to send an envelope. Well, I mean, like, you mean like if you go to a post office and like, you post them and you get to choose no. like, whether you want it next no, no, day no. recorded no. or first or second no, class no, or something? No, I mean ways to do the exact same thing. Explain. You can put a label on it and a stamp, right? Like normal. Yeah. You can buy true. a franking machine. That you can do. That's true. You can print the post directly on it. You can um, make it machine-readable, mail-marked, which is different to a franking machine. You can I use... mean, any process that takes the humans you're dealing with out of the equation seems positive, to be honest. You yes. can use click and drop, <laughs> which prints the postage directly onto the label with the address. Then there's uh -huh. another system, which I don't actually know how it works because Royal Mail's help pages for these are a PDF of about 700 pages of technical information about the system, which I don't understand. And I'll call them and be like, hello, Royal Mail, I need to send mail and I'm doing this help. And they'll be like, oh, you're sending parcels. And I'm like, no. <laughs> and then you're sending what? Large envelopes, they officially? No, normal envelopes. Just, oh, really? I would have thought they were too too heavy or long to be a normal yeah, envelope. A5. I thought they were officially being large they're envelope. They're exactly the, la the largest size a normal letter can be. But it's the thing. Oh, no wonder they fucking hate you. Well, but this is the thing, right? All this nonsense happens, right? I call them to make a business account initially, right? You know what you have to do? You go onto the website, the business account website. They had a little form. Yeah. And they were like, right, to get a business account, fill on the form and we'll call you back at some point. Just... Rank. I'm guessing you did this like last year and it still hasn't happened. Oh no, they did it last year. And then they tried to call me about a week and a half later when mm -hmm. I was busy. Yeah, so I didn't sure. answer it. And they left a voicemail being like, oh, we assume you're not interested. So if you want us to call you again, fill the form out. And I'm like, so if I miss the call that they will randomly make at some point in a space of three weeks. <laughs> 
most convoluted bullshit. <laughs> oh, it's just a fucking... Oh, it's funny as shit, mate. Oh. I like how the starting process is people should be able to get envelopes from point A to point B and somehow it eventually became this. Yeah, but on the plus side, I have Wallace and Gromit stamps. Look, probably. Yeah. Although I did buy a the gay 50p is... from the post office the other week. So, if you go to the post office, you can't do post, but you can buy gay 50p. Well, actually, when I say the post office, I mean the post office website, which is also Royal Mail. How much, how much does a gay 50p cost? Does it, does it cost 50p? Um, well, it was a collection of, like, a few gay stamps and an actual Royal Minted 50p that had, like, pride written on the back of it. Uh-huh. It was like a fiver, but it's a real 50p. Okay, that you can spend. I mean, if I want, in shops. I'm not going to, but I could. Well, I think you should. I think it would be nice if it was just to be in circulation, wouldn't it? But I like... Wouldn't it be nice if just, you know, occasionally there's just a 50p floating around? Yeah, but you just know, like, some fucking bigot's gonna get it. And be like, whoa, whoa, my bloody coins, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but, like, you, you two could play that game. You could get, like, some really nice, like, you know, like, inky pens that write on metal. And, like, you could just, like, you know, add a rainbow wig to Charles and all the new coins. Actually, like, you know, there were two. Let's, let's, fucking, let's fucking start this, all there right? Let's, let's fucking start a war where we're just all just going around desperately either writing on or scraping rainbows off coins all the time. Right. There were two of them. They had the one I got, which was a normal one, but the other one had a completely coloured in back. Which would be amazing, just a fully coloured 50p. And I just was... I love yeah. the idea of putting them in circulation, but they were about 50, they were about 30 quid each. <laughs> I didn't buy them. Post office. Wow. <laughs> amazing. They can't do post, but they can do that. Yes. Beautiful. We barely do post. Barely. Apparently, I've been scamming people with, with um, not real money, actually. I learned this the other oh. day. Oh. I said, I said a little, I've got like a little jar of change and like, you know, if ever like, you know, a neighbor grabs something or whatever, like, you know, if they're at a store and they, they drop it off to us, I just kind of give them, you give them money out of the thing. Apparently, the, the, the most recent time we, we did this, the neighbor came back mm. and said to me, this isn't legal currency. It was, it was old pound coins. Oh, yeah. Apparently, these haven't been, these haven't been money for like five years. That's, I have been, I have been handing these out to various people and using them as change and using them for this, that, and the other for years. Yeah, and, and no one... If, and I've just been defrauding people well, the, all that time. And if you were a black man in America, you would have been murdered by the police for it. <laughs> yeah. Fun fact. Fun, oh, dear. Fun George Floyd fact. But you know what's even funnier? <laughs> Maybe oh, not funnier. I, 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 I'm not sure. Related I to all the know. coins, if you have any stamps, if they don't have a barcode on them, they're not valid after the end of this year. Barcode? Yeah, stamp, new stamps have barcode. I'm sure I've ever seen a stamp with a barcode. Yeah, all the new stamps have barcodes. On the front or the back? On the front, it's part of the stamp. I've never seen one of them. John, I send I just, you the prints. I go to the post office. Apparently, my post office works better than yours. I can buy stamps there. I send I just you go the in and can, I, can, I, can I have a book of John, stamps to give me a little thing of stamps? When you get the prints from me, the stamp has a barcode on it. I've, I've never noticed have it. Have a look. It's got a barcode. You know what the barcode can do? I mean, presumably be scanned by a barcode reader. No, right. You can use your phone and scan it, and you can have a video message as part of your stamp for some fucking reason. <laughs> so it's not a barcode. It's like a like a, just a variant of QR code. Well, yeah, it's a scannable code, which I think they also use to track whether the stamp has been used or not. I think that's their way of modern being like, oh, this stamp. Oh, like the equivalent of the old stamp on top of the yeah, stamp think, to mark the stamp. Yeah, I think, I think if they just scan them now, which makes more sense, but still. 
But the, the walls and grommets dams don't have a barcode on them. They don't need to. They're still valid forever because they have a sheep on it. Because they've got Timmy, yeah. the completely real character Timmy. in the Wallace and Gromit cinematic universe. He is. I don't know what you're Good old Timmy. And then there's Derek from A Matter of Loaf and Death, everyone's favourite character. Wait, is it... Derek the Baker. We got, we got, well, we got Timmy, we got Morph and Chaz. We got Robin. What? None of these are characters. Sean and Blitzer. You know Sean and Blitzer. Sean is okay. Who the fuck's Blitzer? Blitzer's the dog in Sean and... In- on the sheep. He's the dog. He's the he's the sheep dog. Is he a reindeer? No. He's... It's an odd name to give to something that's he's not one a reindeer. Of the main that, that's a name in the fucking film that you said you've seen, John. There's no dog aside from Gromit in a close shave. No, I can't Sean the sheep. The film Sean the sheep. There's a film Sean the sheep. Yes, there's two of them, no. and they're really good. Oh, I've seen a close shave. I've not seen the Shaun the Sheep films. I thought that was a TV series. When I said the Shaun the Sheep film, I assumed you knew I was referring to the film. I just assumed you meant a close shave, but you were too much of a dumbass to remember the name. And there's like the big dog who turns out to be a robot, and there's Gromit, and that's it for dogs. Watch the Shaun the Sheep movie. It's really good. No one talks. Which one? Do I do, if I skip straight to the second one, will I not know what's going on in the continuity? No, it's just a really Who good, dies in the watch first? The first one is just really good. It's it's all they don't have any voices at all. It's all just like it's like classic Lego Lego game acting, which I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. It's really really good. It's a really good film because um, it's a spin off of a spin off, obviously. Um, <laughs> and it's a good album film, but yes, jo- yes, John. All of these characters are from the Shaun the Sheep TV show slash film. The okay, the extended Wallace and Gromit cinematic. Universe. Yes, the extended the extended WGCU. <laughs> we need we need to we need to have a made Wallace and Gromit feature that's mainly about Wallace struggling with the fact that there's too many characters in his universe. He can't figure out who they well, are. Well, yeah, anymore. because then obviously you have got the Chicken Run universe, which I think is also in the Wallace and Gromit universe technically. Um, because you got Rocky and Ginger, and then obviously I don't know who Feathers McCraw is. Mm-hmm. He's a penguin with a, a a glove on his head. Yeah. Well, he's just a master criminal, a master of disguise. Yeah, but they're the stamps. He doesn't need to be anyone. <laughs> I'm also a bit worried. These stamps, right? I've never bought these special issue stamps before, but you know how normal stamps have like a lot of anti security thi- like security things on, like money? Like, you kind of notice these ones look a little bit almost like they've been hand drawn in someone's garage. No, they don't look hand drawn, but they are clearly just. Printed and they've put the Queen's face on it and the second and the word second and that's a stamp on it now. I'm like, okay. So how how do you fit the Queen's head and Timmy on the one stamp? This feels crowded. It's a tiny little Queen's head on the top. Does it does the Queen look like she's about to snog Timmy? No, it's like a tiny they're facing each it's other. It's a tiny single white. Is it like head Lady of the, the Tramp? And they're about a little bit of spaghetti it's between an Timmy icon and the Queen. Of the Queen's head, which I don't know why it has the Queen's head because these were just printed now and it feels a bit. <laughs> Like, I feel like I feel like your I feel like your little trench coat guy has not been putting all. His I bought these from the Royal Mail website, John. No trench coat involved. <laughs> they shipped them to me in a packet. I tell you, a packet. Oh, in a packet. Yeah. Oh, it came, if it came through the Royal Mail, it must be legitimate. Well, actually, they can only come from through, the can, from legitimateRealStamps.com. They can only come through Royal Mail. You can only send stamps Genuinely, by Royal Mail. Genuinely, most other couriers in their prohibited items list are stamps. You can't send stamps. 
If if I like call up DPD and say, "Hey, I've got a packet full of stamps," they'll be like, "Oh fuck!" Oh, DPD. DPD won't take most things. DPD. We don't take we don't take explosives, heroin, or stamps. DPD's prohibited items. Three forbidden items. DPD's prohibited items list basically lists every product known to man. Items with value, items with sentimental value, delicate items. I'm gonna miss, I, when, art, whenever I like not need something curried, I never look at the forbidden items list. I just sort of package it up and say I'm sending an item. Well, its value's about thirty quid. Come I get it. This, just don't. But I shipped. I we just, don't ask, don't tell. Of of post. I shipped a parcel with DHL the other week. It came to the fucking yeah. door to take it. It was it was actually the box full of all the prints I I shipped to me. Shipped me for Dan and Rebecca. It came to the door. Um. And he goes, right, I just have to lock inside. And I'm like, what do you mean you have to lock inside? It's like, oh, we have to search all the packages. And I'm like, but what? What? It's like, oh, yeah. This doesn't happen in the in the civilized parts of the UK. I don't know what the fuck's going on up there with you. Yeah, no, he's like, oh, we have to search because you, if you have an account with us, we don't have to because you're already vetted. But if, if you just buy with cash or card, we have to search. And I'm like, for what? And he's like, money, stamps, drugs. And I'm like, okay. Right. And then he opened up. This doesn't happen in normal civilization. But what was really funny is I watched this man, right? He, he We opened up the package. And um, so I have loads of original Xbox games and Rebecca's that I've just bought from CX near them. And we just kind of use yeah. them as void fill <laughs> for the prints. <laughs> so I get some of them sent to me, but it's also void fill. So this guy opens up the thing, sees a few Xbox games, and then has to open up each cartridge, take out the, each box, take out the disc, take out the little... And guy. show them one by one to his sniffer dog in case... Well, he took the guides out and he flipped through the guides, like, looking for stamps. And I'm like, why would I... What's happening? <laughs> it this, this feels like something that's going on in an incredibly corrupt third world nation. Yeah, it's all... This doesn't feel like something that should be happening, What I've learned, John, is... All, all I've learned the past year of doing this is shipping is needlessly convoluted for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> In the UK... This doesn't happen when I, like, need to, like, send something to, like... Like to family for like a niece or nephew's birthday. Yeah. I put it in a fucking bag. I write their address on the front. Yeah. I buy a little stamp thing from the machine. I slap it on. Yeah. I give it to them, and it gets there the following day. Yeah, it's nice and being at able no to do that, point do I get interrogated, and it's ripped open and searched for drugs well, was, or stamps, just the, which are worse that is apparently. Just DHL. What's the reason? I choose a company that doesn't tear open your packages. Well, I, I'm not using them the anymore. I only use them once. But the reason they the reason they don't like stamps because they're not allowed to send cash either, right? And the reason mm -hmm. obviously stamps aren't allowed is because stamps are effectively just cash. Very low value cash, well, no, but you, sure. You say that, but like these sheets of stamps I get for the for the US ones, right? Let me just unfold furl this. This is a um oh they're worth two fifty each. Yeah. $2.50. No, £2.50 each. You just said they're American. No, they're, they're, they're international stamps, but this is, that's the international postage. Mm -hmm. And there are, what, six by ten. So there's 60 stamps in this one sheet worth £2.55 mm -hmm. each, which is an amount of money. <laughs> 60 <laughs> times £2.55. It's £153 for this single sheet. Wow. Which is obviously like £3.50 notes in one sheet. And obviously, yeah. their value is that exact value written on the stamp. Mm -hmm. So it's cash, basically. I mean, you're not, you can't exchange okay, it for like, services, but okay. they're worth the exact So in theory, you could send a relative amount of uh, de facto currency via the post. Mm. But but why can't I just send de facto currency via the post? One of the reasons they don't like, like, they don't like you sending stamps is unlike money, stamps are 
often used for money laundering or illegal transfer of funds that aren't traced. So if I wanted to buy mm. some black tar heroin, mm. I would buy it using first class stamps. I don't I don't know the heroin market and stamp. <laughs> I don't know what the exchange rate is with heroin and stamp, but I know it is used. <laughs> two illicitly. two books of first class stamps for for one small box of black tar heroin or however it is black tar heroin comes. I assume in a little box. Well yeah, it does list heroin and stuff like that in all the behavior items list. But one of the best behavior items list, I think it's DPDs, lists human flesh. And human remains separately. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the difference yeah, is. Yeah, that's reasonable. Is it? Well, I, I mean, I think I'd I think I'd be more upset if someone used my courier service to transport a corpse than if they used it to transfer a book of stamps. Yeah, yes. yeah but I mean, like, but what I mean is they say both. Like, if I put some bits of a human in a b- box and they're like, ah, that's human flesh. I'm like, actually, it's human remains. I'm like, oh, whoops, got him. <laughs> we, be- we better take this arm arm and a leg and take them on maybe they just maybe they just want to be as specific as possible just in case well, i feel it's a very broad category dead human bits like just human bits generally really well i don't know but then we get into okay what happens if i want to like you know send like my fingernail clippings to someone what if there's like you know an e-girl out there who's who's like you know who specifically I- services uh, the, the people who are really into, like, fingernails. There's going to be um, someone out there who's really into I, fingernails. And I bet they'd pay a good amount on OnlyFans for, like, fingernail shots. And they'll pay 100 quid for her fingernail clippings. Okay. But that's something. Is, how, are fingernails covered? Well, I I don't think they consider that. Are they remains? Okay, no, I wouldn't. Is hair? Okay, I wouldn't consider. Can I send hair? I wouldn't consider hair or nails, human remains, or human flesh. And I, I just that entire scenario you listed is concerning to me. So I can't send a book of stamps. But I can send bits of my own cut-off body. Well, if it's hair or nails. Within reason. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Does that not strike you as the wrong way round? Well, I do agree. It's convoluted. That's the whole... That's, the whole point of this conversation, John, is like it's needlessly convoluted. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do agree. This is the so, whole point. So, in, in, in conclusion, coming, coming, next, uh, coming next week, the many a true nerds, hair and nail clippings are only fans. Oh, you know, you'd make a killer, John. Yeah, apparently we can. Apparently we can do. We've had. We can do that. And the Royal Mail will be my knowing accomplices in this sexy, sexy business. Yeah, and then they won't. There's ship nothing they can do to stop well, me. Be on Coming soon with Derek the Walrus, Sean the Sheep stamp. <laughs> that probably is make it more wholesome. That way, no one else in your house is gonna like. If if you got a box that had like a little Sean the Sheep character on it, you'd never think, "Oh, that's a weird fucking fetish thing you've ordered off OnlyFans." <laughs> oh, that's cute. I mean, I think that helps take the suspicion off you. I mean, you could send it. I mean, they, they do a lot of special stamps. They do Transformers stamps. They do. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do uh, Star Trek stamps. Mm-hmm. They do. do do those little like like stamps where if you like you turn it like the picture moves whatever that technology is. No, called. I don't think they they don't they don't do. <laughs> I think that'd be. A... I'd pay extra I, for like little optical illusion. I think stamps. that might be a little too. Well, like you know the queen like oh, yeah. gives you, where the queen gives you like a cheeky cheeky wink as you turn her head. Did you, did you just say a slur? <laughs> did you just accidentally say a slur? <laughs> ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's gonna be in someone's soundboard. I've done that too many times. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, a cheeky wink. Yeah, that's what the Queen would say, though, isn't oh, it? 
That's why he was dead. No, 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 okay, so that, that tells us the things not to say in case it goes wrong in future. Yeah. Oh, they oh, were heroes of COVID, cheat. Is, is it just like nurses and shit? Uh, yeah, there's one of the old man. What was his name? Tom. Uh, what was his name? Tom. T- t- ca- Captain yeah, Tom. Yeah, one's got Captain Tom on and there's a couple of you nurses. You raised the thing and presumably... Is, is it like that that woman who was the first person to get the vaccine? Yeah, uh, no, it's just a load her. of art of like first responders and stuff. Mm-hmm. Which That's reasonable. Yeah, oh, they've got Commonwealth Game ones. They've got the country, England, definitive stamps. Uh, Christmas stamps, obviously, with angels on them. Transformers stamps, of course. Uh, we've got Star Trek stamps of all the captains. Which captain do you want, John? Uh, Picard, the best you one? You can have Picard. Uh, Maybe Janeway, I like Janeway. You can have Janeway. You can have Michael Burnham Not as well. Not Archer, if you want. no one wants Archer. I want Archer. I like Archer. I like this dog. <laughs> they, didn't actually, they didn't actually have Archer. They didn't bother putting him on it the It wouldn't stand. actually surprise me if they didn't have Archer. <laughs> Uh, if you can get uh, you can get in memoriam or you can get cats. They have every type of stamp you can get as a cat stamp. I thought about to say they have every type of cat. I was like, yeah, that's true. The cats don't really have that many breeds. That's that's reasonable. Mm. Every type of dog might be more difficult. There's some really obscure ones. Yeah, I don't think they have any dog ones. They have FA Cup ones of all the different FA Cups. They literally don't have dog stamps. Uh, well, they got bird stamps. Who the fuck is Cat making stamps. these decisions? Pride stamps. Oh yeah, let, let's let's have a series of characters from the extended Wallace and Gromit cinematic universe, but not dogs. Who the fuck likes dogs? The country. Trees. More fucking Wallace and Gromit spin-off, spin-off Scotland stamps. Stamps. Wales stamps. Uh, a Transformers Dinobot stamps. Um, <laughs> That's thing about the Wales stamps is you can just reuse some of the leftovers from the short. The short <laughs> <movie>. <laughs> oh. oh. Here we go. You go on to the Chinese, and now you go on to the Welsh. Do you want to be raced to anyone else, John? Now that Dan's not here to temper your racism. Oh, he's off on it now. Oh, slanting eyes, this fucking... Oh, blackface wow. now. That's what John's doing. Every time that John's house again, he's, he's doing blackface. He's holding his fucking eyes up. You know, doing a South Park. And I'm like, John, stop. And he's like, I don't care. Dan's not here to stop me. <laughs> it's sure the sheep. 